BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. The development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top of it. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello. 
to all of you who may also have troubled minds. This show's live. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And what is it we do exactly? Well, we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. That's what we do. What are those things? Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that you that we live in the upside down. I messed that up. Probably messed that up once in a hundred years. You're in for a rare occurrence tonight. Speaking of one in a hundred years, what about one in a million years? What about one in five million years? I have no idea. I haven't been around that long, and I'm not going to be. But, well... As we do this live, the whole idea of this is it's less of a show, more of a conversation. We've uh, made tons and tons of amazing friends on this show. And uh, as I always say and continue to say, the secret weapon of this show is you. Because, well, we get together and talk about just kind of random wild stuff, right? It, it is, uh, you know, people are, some people are disappointed when they tune in. They're like, how come this guy doesn't talk about UFOs? I do. <laughs> just just not every single day because I would just smash my it'd be like smashing my head into the wall every single day. It's like uh, it's like talking politics every single day. But uh, it's, I don't know how people do it. I just don't know how people do it. Uh, living in a world of madness, uh, constantly entertaining the madness that is, uh, well, let's say brings on more madness. And I, 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 uh, I defer. I, I, I prefer not to do that at all. And instead, uh, let's talk about things that are interesting. Let's talk about mythologies, folklore, stories, old things, and, um, you know, some of these things may or may not be true, and that's fine. Old mythologies you can expect to be, uh, well, different, uh, not, not, not exactly straight up uh, a, a linear tale of, um, let's say, linear truth. Because to me, in, in the end of things, uh, I think an objective reality is becoming harder and harder in a uh, upside-down, twisted world of uh, media propaganda just buried on our heads on a daily basis. And by the way, that media propaganda is exactly what they want us to, to, to be stuck in, stuck in their layers of BS. And uh, it, uh, as I read it, as I watch these news cycles, as I, you know, just, just pay attention to what's going on politically, I, I have to say it pisses me off uh, quite a lot because it, it's, easy, it, it's easy to tell the truth, isn't it? It's just easy to just tell the truth. But everybody in the world, uh, and, you know, let's say, I, I hate using huge sweeping terms like that because you can't say everybody, but let's say a lot of people in the damn world are finding excuses to lie, finding excuses to twist information, finding excuses to, uh, well, um, yeah, just, just herd the cattle in a particular way. And unfortunately, in this analogy, Yes, you are the cattle. You are the cow. I am the cow. And here we are. Um, and I reject it. I reject it entirely. And that's what this show's about. It's about talking about important things to me. Uh, things that, uh, well, does humanity have a, a case of amnesia? Are there ancient civilizations that uh, possibly were uh, technologically advanced that have been uh, maybe wiped over several times before in the past by cataclysms or by uh, actual climate change or things like this? Right. We're talking about long term effects of uh, just the way the world happens in cycles and long cycles, huge cycles. The Bakhtun, like uh, I like to say, I like to cite the Mayan calendar because they weren't just counting for this year. They were counting for 26,000 years. 
And I think that's what this is all about. Uh, as advanced and as knowledgeable as people are in this day and age, it's amazing. And I, I will not deny that science is a fantastic thing. And I'm not anti-science in any capacity whatsoever, so don't take this the wrong way. Uh, but I do think that uh, we do still have a lot to learn from our past. And uh, if we can't learn from the past, certainly uh, we're not going to uh, bring wisdom into the future. And there's the long-winded way of describing what this show's really about, uh, the essence of it. And it's okay. It's okay to be different. It's okay to step out, step, step off that beaten path. It's okay. Uh, step outside the paradigm of a political conversation. It's okay. It's still allowed. And uh, damn it, as long as it's still legal, I'm going to do it. And uh, that's just the way I see it. So as we begin tonight and talk about this, there's a few things, of course, like I say. Uh, you guys are the secret weapon of troubled minds. I don't have any insider sources. And as a result, well, we're streaming on all kinds of platforms. Platforms and uh, taking phone calls. So we are streaming, of course, on Rockfin, YouTube, D Live, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And we're taking your calls. If you want to be part of the show tonight, you can give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. That is a Las Vegas area code. So if you're international listening to the show, we have people listening to the show all over the world. And that old school uh, 702 area code, it doesn't cut it for those folks. So we have a, a separate thing. Thing, uh, called a Discord, and we're taking your calls uh, on Discord. It's a, sort of a new school way of taking uh, using the internet as a uh, well, an advanced telephone, let's say. <laughs> it's called Discord anymore. So, all right, and uh, go to troubledminds.org, click the Discord link, and uh, it'll give you a direct invite to the chat room, and I can see you there, and uh, you can type old school style, like, a, like an old AOL chat room, or you can uh, hop in voice channel and talk to people in there. You can share links and photographs and videos, and the whole deal, you can even share your screen. And like I said, we are not sponsored by Discord. Uh, it's just an amazing program. I say this often. I just want to make sure everybody understands that. It's uh, it's a good thing. And uh, it's bringing people together. And I think... Um we need more technology that does exactly that. So, all right, uh, as, we, as we do this, uh, there's another Discord running a different room at fringe.fm slash chat. Uh, go there and click that. Uh, just uh, It'll give you a direct invite as well. I'm watching all of them. I'm watching all the Discords, all the chats, and all those places I described because there's a lot of insight in the chat, in the discussions as, we, as they go, that uh, triggers something in my brain uh, and leads me down a particular path, reminds me of something I was going to say, things like this, right? And uh, again, uh, back to this is not a show. This is more of a conversation, a crowdsource of ideas uh, and amazing people. And uh, that would be you. If you were confused on who that was, that would be you. But all right, so let's uh, let's do this. Let's get to this. Uh, so so what we're doing tonight is uh, I had this idea last week sometime. And it, because this nice article comes out, I like to start conversations with a current article, just one to, to kind of teach you something about uh, what's happening in the news that maybe you wouldn't have noticed. Uh, and then uh, kind of take it to a more broad and uh, nonlinear, open-ended conversation. And that's what this is about. So uh, we're going to begin here. Let us begin with this. We have this uh, article from sci-fi.com, and it goes a little something like this. The headline is, What if the moon was destroyed? The science behind the undiscovered country. And so this is, of course, uh, talking about it's sort of a, a sci-fi uh, parsing of what would happen if you destroyed the moon. And what that means is they're, they're talking about the undiscovered country, which, of course, is a Star Trek movie. And, well, that's where this starts. But I thought it was a fascinating thing to think of in terms of, well, that's pretty awesome if there was no moon. And then it 
kind of triggered a memory that I had from a show long past of Troubled Minds that uh, somebody brought up that there was a time in the distant past where there actually was no moon, where we had no moon uh, here on Earth. And so this wasn't a sci-fi thing. This is actually written down, uh, hinted at in the Bible. This is uh, alluded to by, I believe it's Aristotle. We'll get to some of that stuff. And some other uh, ancient uh, writers have discussed uh, times, uh, a time really disremembered, really um, cast into the, the uh, well, probably the, uh, the annals of uh, pseudoscience or mythology or whatever you want to call it. And again, that's fine. That's not what this is about anyway. It's about, uh, it's about having a conversation, stretching the imagination and trying to figure out what is going on with this. So anyway, let's begin here. So it's talking about the Undiscovered Country, which is a Star Trek movie. Here we go. So, um, all right. So after they uh, destroyed the, uh, the, the, the moon, and I'm not going to go into all exactly the this because it's some spoilers and it's a little deep because Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, uh, is turning 30 years old this week, and this is why they're talking about this. But here we go. Uh, so since we don't have direct observations of Praxis, which is the moon in the, the movie here, it, it being a fictional moon and all, we'll use Earth's moon as a proxy. In order to blow up the moon or a planet, uh, the, the article here says, you need enough energy to overcome its binding energy, that being the amount of energy holding the whole thing together. The more massive the object, the more binding energy it has. And while the moon is a relatively small object compared to something like the gas giants and even to Earth, it still has a lot of binding energy, something like 120 octillion joules. Yep, that's a 12 with 28 zeros behind it. Yep, there you go. Uh, 120 octillion joules. That should be a T-shirt. 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> but anyway, there's a little difficult, uh, but that's a little difficult to visualize. And let's try to bring it home. A standard stick of dynamite measuring about eight inches long carries one megajoule of explosive energy inside it. That's a one with six zeros behind it. It's a decent amount, certainly enough to be dangerous, but it's laughably small if you're in the moon blowing up business, right? The moon blowing up business. That's also a t-shirt waiting to happen. Anyway, if dynamite is all you have at your disposal, then you're going to need a whole lot of it. The math is pretty simple. Dividing the big number up above, uh, uh, up above for the moon's binding energy by 10 involves just taking away a zero. Dividing it by a megajoule, it is the same as dividing by a million, so you take away six zeros to get the total number of sticks of dynamite we need to blow up the moon, which, of course, is a lot of damn sticks of dynamite. <laughs> and so uh, we'd need uh, a big number, uh, this big uh, 120 with a lot of zeros behind it. And I don't even know how big that number is. Not going to count the zeros to find out. But anyway, laid out in a line, that much dynamite would stretch beyond the edge of our solar system. It's a lot. Not very feasible, of course. Let's try something more powerful. Uh, it goes into this. The Tsar Bomb, the most powerful atomic bomb ever uh, deployed, had a yield of 50 megatons, though that was dialed down for the test from its capacity of 100 megatons. So let's use the larger number just for fun. And we're talking about destroying the moon. So bear with me a sec here. We're going to get to some more interesting things in this and shortly. 
briefly. You know how this goes. All right. So a 100 megaton bomb carries 4.184 times 10 to the 17th power joules of cosmic explosion power in it. If we divide that into the binding energy of the moon we'd need, hold on while I break out the calculator, about 287 billion of those bombs. And this is what I talk about when I'm saying uh, standing on the shoulders of giants because I'm not a good math guy. All right. It doesn't mean I'm not a smart dude. It just means I'm not a good math guy. Uh, um, It's a long story. It just is what it is, right? It doesn't mean I can't do what I can, certainly. It just comes harder for me, slower for me than a lot of other people. Uh, Other people are good at other things. And that's, again, the part of the whole deal of this and getting together and sort of crowdsourcing a show is because uh, different people bring different elements uh, to a conversation. And that's what this is all about. Uh, So here we go. uh, Again, blah, blah, the math. Suffice to say, whatever the Klingons were doing on practice was incredibly powerful on Praxis, sorry, P-R-A-X-I-S was the moon in the Star Trek movie, The Undiscovered Country. And we're talking about destroying the moon. Straight from this article by, yep, Sci-Fi. What if the moon was destroyed and all the rest of this, okay? Now, clearly, uh, the moon has uh, plays, plays a very pivotal role to life on Earth. Um, you know, not clearly as much as the sun would. However, without a moon, uh, we're told that uh, life wouldn't have evolved here on Earth the way it has. This is the uh, scientific um, consensus at the point, okay, at this point. And so, you know, there's a lot of truth in that, of course, but as, as usual, when you're talking about looking hundreds of millions of years in the past, there's a whole lot of guesswork as well. We can derive what information we know from some of the elements in the ground and all the rest of this stuff and getting into it and archaeology and anthropology and geology and on and on and on and all, all the rest, right? But but regarding all that, we just don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things clearly we just don't know. And so uh, as a result of that, well, that's, uh, that's the way we do this. That's why we talk about this stuff, because uh, we like to consider all the possibilities, all the possibilities. So if there was no moon, they say it would uh, disrupt the tidal flows. They say it would, uh, again, life would not have uh, evolved. Uh, actually, I guess there would be no tide, right? Because the, the moon supposedly uh, handles the tide the world over. I don't know. Again, like I said, I'm not a physicist or an astrophysicist. I'm not a biologist. I'm not any of those guys. I'm just me. And uh, mostly a knucklehead. But that's okay. I digress there. But the point of this is, is well, if... You can destroy a moon, which we're talking about in this fantastic sci-fi movie of Star Trek, The Undiscovered Country, and how much power it would take to do that. Uh, it kind of brought to mind, again, that old, old uh, idea uh, that there was possibly a time way back on this planet before the moon and a time actually that people may remember and so uh, that those two things uh, you know scientifically don't add up because you know people are uh, mostly a modern thing you know we've got ancestors that go back maybe a couple hundred thousand years homo naledi i think is is one of the ones that come to mind that uh, they say is you know the precursor precursors to humans but well what if uh, those timelines are a little bit off and i'll just say a little bit off because we don't know we don't know exactly uh when when um, we formed and all the rest of this stuff again we have some pretty good guesses but exactly uh exact is a really difficult thing to do when you're talking about hundreds of millions of years so in any case well It got me thinking about, was there a time when people on Earth, some ancient civilization, maybe unknown of at this point, did remember no moon in the night sky? And what would that look like? What would that be? 
And I did hear this from somebody a long time ago that called into this show and was talking about a time before the moon. And uh, I'd never heard of it then. And so I was like, okay, have to put that in the back pocket and at some point um, revisit and get back and talk about a time on Earth when there was no moon. And is it possible that a group of people, uh, people, people that remembered it collectively actually, well, maybe passed down this information either through uh, the oral or written traditions, as we like to talk about on this show. So I don't know. That's the question tonight. So number one, the question is this. Do you think there was a time on earth where there was no moon. And we'll go through some of the ideas on um, what uh, science has regarding the formation of the moon, because I think it's pretty fascinating to talk about that stuff. Uh, but there's another thing that, uh, that uh, makes me wonder about um, ancient civilizations. And is it possible that there was a civilization of people or let's say people-like beings, maybe more advanced than uh, we ever considered, uh, that actually did witness the night sky without the moon up there doing its thing. And that's what's on my mind tonight. Those are the first couple questions. And uh, as we go, you know the drill. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts on this as we continue. Keep on trucking, considering all the things. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, I'd love to hear your thoughts at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And click the Discord link at troubledminds.org, and we'll put you on the show. It's as easy as that. Um, okay, so there's, yeah, there's a lot of moon mythologies too, right? If you go back into um, uh, just mythologies the world over, there's tons of things about the creation of the moon, about uh, Doombot says did, did, then the prophet Muhammad split the, split the moon in two. I'm not sure about that. I've never heard that particular one. But I mean, maybe, right? I'll say maybe. I've never Just because I've never heard it doesn't mean it's not true. So so I don't know. And this is why we do this, because uh, quite often you guys know a lot more about this stuff than I do. And uh, I th find it fascinating to kind of just uh, see what's out there, see who knows what, and uh, would like to consider the possibilities here. So, so that's what we're talking about tonight. We'll begin with this article again, this uh, this is December 8th. What if the moon was destroyed? The science behind the undiscovered country. And it's discussing how much, uh, well, how much damage it would take, how much actual, like, physical explosive sort of situation it would take to destroy the moon itself. And it got me thinking in terms of, well, what if there was no moon? Wouldn't that be wild? And then, of course, there are stories, ancient stories, that describe exactly that. A world and a people that could look up in the night sky and see no moon. So that's what's good. That's what's on my mind tonight as we keep on going and talking about this. We'll do a little bit more about this uh, this moon stuff uh, regarding the uh, the exploding and all, all the rest of this from um, from Star Trek, the Undiscovered Country. But um, it's um, going to lead us into some other interesting things. So if you've never heard of that, stick around and we'll keep on trucking here. So here we go. The immediate consequence, this is back to that sci-fi.com article, the, the most immediate consequence of destroying the moon would be, much, would be a much darker night sky. The moon is the largest and most reflective object in our sky, outside the sun, of course. Losing it would make the rest of the sky comparatively brighter, which might be a nice side effect for a ground-based uh, deep-sky astronomers. And uh, we'll chalk that up to one of the silver linings. But there's more. Aside from missing it in the night sky, there are two main things which would change if the moon no longer existed. First are the tides. Here we go. Uh, that we have tides at all, the shifting of bodies of water of time is a consequential gravitational relationship between the Earth and Moon, and to a lesser degree the Sun. As the Earth rotates and as the Moon orbits the Earth, it tugs on the oceans, pulling them this way and that. If it were gone tomorrow, the tides wouldn't totally vanish, but they'd be much 
less impressive, like I was saying previously. There you go. The tides we enjoy today get about two-thirds of their movement from the moon. On a moonless Earth, the oceans would still move beneath the sway of the sun's gravity, but it would be much smaller. As a result, coastal regions and environments might be pretty drastically changed. The effect would probably be felt further out to sea as well as the currents change in response to the diminished tides. It's difficult to know exactly what level of impact this would have on global ecology, but it probably wouldn't be the best. Still, it's not a world-ending scenario. In all likelihood, we would adjust and be okay. And so right there is a very important passage here. So what they're saying, scientifically, is if there were no moon, we could survive. It wouldn't uh, be a cataclysm of epic proportions. It would be, well just different. And we would actually be able to adjust and adapt. So then that brings us back to a long ass time ago. Does that mean people or things, animals, what have you actually witnessed a time on earth before there was a moon? And there are writings to suggest this may be the case, not just in the Bible, but in other particular sources, which we'll get to tonight. And that's the question. Do you believe there was a time when there was no moon in the night sky? Yeah, James, James has it right in the chat. Wait, that an article that doesn't say the world is going to end? No, come on, right? No, exactly. The, the world is always ending. Just ask the media news cycles. But yeah, that's what we're talking about tonight. And well, what do you believe? Again, like, like usual, this is, not, this is not some sort of science class or even, even a mythology class. This is just a conversation. This is just talking about things, getting together with friends and considering the possibilities. So, as we consider all of these things, what do you believe? Do you think an ancient civilization possibly lived in a time before the moon? We'll talk about the formation of the moon tonight. We'll talk about where these sources came from describing this. You may be surprised where some of the sources come from. And, of course, we'll be taking your phone calls. If you want to be part of the show tonight, give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're talking about a night sky with no moon, ancient history, and you. More after the break. Don't go anywhere. Finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, 
bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. And we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And we're taking your phone calls as we discuss Was there a time when there was no moon in the night sky? And was there some form of advanced civilization that was around to maybe chronicle the event? I know this sounds a wild one out there, but welcome to Troubled Minds. And uh, there are some uh, documents that suggest this, some ancient documents, including the the Bible, uh, mentioned in a couple places, as said by Lily in the chat. What's up? Shout out to Lily out there down in Australia. And uh, we are just uh, talking about those things. And as usual, we're taking your phone calls. Uh, so as we go tonight, there's a, there's a couple questions, as usual, right? This is a question show. This is not the answer show. I don't know the answers to these things. Clearly, we talk about mythology, folklore, and some other stuff like that. And uh, just kind of considering if that stuff if, if it has maybe a drop of truth and that's really what's going on here uh or do you believe it's just uh some some uh you know hyperbolic uh metaphor uh for who knows what and that's that's what that's why we talk about this that's why we do it in this format so what do you think have, have you heard of a time where there was no moon in the night sky that's the question tonight and then uh, some other questions actually on top of that with ancient civilizations and if if you believe it may be true uh what about the floods what about the great floods what about the rest of that stuff um, the flood myth goes back uh, for who knows how long like probably we can trace it back 10 or 12,000 years for, to, to the current iteration of the flood myth but what about previously clearly there would be it wouldn't be the only catastrophic worldwide sort of paradigm changing flood ever uh, just because it's the one we talk about in you know the, the contemporary human spot uh, you have you know 10 12,000 years this ice age and all the rest of that but if you look at uh, you go beyond that surely there's going to be different floods and are these uh, part of the same story do they do they kind of commingle does it have something to do with the moon uh, we, we've talked about Nibiru in the past planet X kind of cruising through and um, and maybe uh, maybe causing these floods as it kind of uh, disrupts the gravitational something here and just causes like a catastrophic floods the world over. Anyway, I digress a little bit there, but that's what we're talking about tonight. The moon. Can you imagine a time when there was no moon in the night sky? And there are some documents to suggest it. So have you heard of this? And I'd love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And there we go. So before we do that, before we get into exactly this time when there was no moon, let's talk about a few of the ideas uh, of the hypotheses that science has uh, regarding what how the moon was formed. All right. So I th I, clearly, that's probably one of the best ways here to, uh, to get 
together and talk about this is to, to look at what science says about how this uh, this thing actually happened. And um, pretty good stuff, right? Pretty good stuff. So let's go to uh, space.com. And this is actually from 2017, which again, uh, th- this moon formation stuff isn't super, uh, super brand new or super changing until they get more information from, uh, of course, the regulus of the, of the moon and moon rocks and all the rest of this to do more studies. Uh, we can just go by the information we have. And so this isn't brand, brand new, but we'll go with, uh, here's one of the ways, right? One of the ways the moon was formed was the giant impact hypothesis. And they say this is the, here we go. The prevailing theory supported by the scientific community, the giant impact impact hypothesis suggests that the moon formed when an object smashed into early earth. Like the other planets, earth formed from the leftover cloud of dust and gas orbiting the young sun. The early solar system was a violent place, and a number of bodies were created that never made it to full planetary status. One of these that the one of these could have crashed into Earth not long after the young planet was created. And um, there we go. So there's the first one, the giant impact hypothesis. And well, I mean, this seems this seems okay, right? This seems I'm fine with this. It's it is what it is. Um, you know, imagine the the uh, we we see I don't know something like the Tunguska thing of what uh, 1906 or something like that uh, uh somewhere in that range and it uh it was a, it was a tiny little thing and it just caused like huge scorch over like uh, miles and miles of the siberian tundra right and so well uh imagine a, an object approximately the size of the moon hitting the earth that would be some fireworks for all time wouldn't it so uh, good thing if that was the case it was a very very long time ago but that uh, that object was known as thea all right, Thea. Uh, the Mars-sized body, uh, they say, collided with Earth, throwing vaporized chunks of the young planet's crust into space. Gravity bound the ejected particles together, creating a moon that is the largest in the solar system in relation to its host planet. And so that's what's a little strange about our moon, right? It's, uh, it is large compared to the rest of our solar system. And uh, there's, uh, they're not exactly how it happened, which is pretty cool. I, 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 love, I love mysteries of the world. But okay, so uh, let's, uh, let's continue. Let's keep on trucking with this. Now, as always, I look and hear your thoughts. Do you remember or have you ever heard a story or even the thought that there was a time before the moon? And that's what's on my mind tonight. But here we go. There's more. So we'll th- toss that theory aside, uh, put it in the quiver to uh, maybe consider or consult later. Uh, what about the co-formation theory of creating the moon? Uh, moons can also form at the same time as their parent planet. Again, this is from space.com. Under such an explanation, gravity would have caused material in the early solar system to draw together at the same time as gravity-bound particles together to form Earth. Such a moon would have a very similar comp- composition to the planet and would explain the moon's present location. However, although Earth and the Moon share much of the same material, the Moon is much less dense than our planet, which would likely not be the case if both started with the same heavy elements at their core. All right. Uh, what's up? I, I got you, Emily. I got you, Emily. Uh, about to get wrecked in the chat. All right. Uh, just because the spammers have moved over to the... Uh, oops. That's my bad there. I should have muted that. All right. Sorry about that. I got some talk back as I go to, uh, we, we got spammers. So I got to, pardon me for just a moment as we ban the spammer. All right. There we go. Adios. Later, Emily. All right. So um, after uh, colliding, the two similar sized bodies then recollided, 
forming an early Earth surrounded by a disk of material that combines to form the moon. Uh, NASA said the recollision and subsequent merger left the two bodies with the similar chemical compositions seen today. And uh, that's what's happening here. I, I don't know. That's that's a couple, right? So we got the giant impact hypothesis. We've got the co-formation theory. And just kind of going over some of these to kind of get an, an idea of uh, the, the, the scientific ideas of how the moon was formed. Because then it does uh, maybe inform us a little bit of uh, how uh, maybe there should have been or could have been a moon, uh, a moonless sky way, way, way back in the day. So science suggests that depending on uh, the time frame you're looking at, that there was a time where, uh, where Earth did not have a moon, all right? But this is a long, long, we're talking billions of years ago is what they're saying. So, well, I don't know. Uh, now we're talking about possible civilization a billion years ago or something? <laughs> I don't know. Now, I think that's getting a little out there, but, well, we do drink the maybe juice here. So we'll just uh, continue drinking the maybe juice and talk, talk about this, the maybe juice. Can't even say it. But, okay, so if you want to be part of the show, we're taking your phone calls. Have you heard of a time on Earth when there was no moon? And we'll get to the exciting stuff in a little bit here. But I just want to go through some of this and uh, make sure that uh, you guys understand Kind of where I where I'm coming from in the thought process here tonight. So uh, there you go. Uh, Lily says, "What if the moon was once a sun and it burnt out? Ouch! That'd be way too close for my comfort. Talk about a suntan. All right. So then there's this other one." as Robert was describing, uh, that the moon is slowly drifting away. Well, they've got this thing called the capture theory. Perhaps Earth's gravity snagged a passing body, as happened with other moons in the solar system, such as the Martian moons of Phobos and Deimos. Under the capture theory, a rocky body formed elsewhere in the solar system could have been drawn into orbit around Earth. The capture theory would explain the differences in the composition of Earth and its moon. However, such orbiters are often oddly shaped, rather than being spherical bodies like the moon. Their paths don't tend to line up with the ecliptic of their parent planet. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Also unlike the moon. Although the co-formation theory and the capture theory both explain some elements of the existence of the moon, they leave many questions unanswered. At present, the giant impact hypothesis seems to cover many of these questions, making it the best mode to fit the scientific evidence for how the moon was created. And there you go. There's a, there's just a, a couple, couple, three ideas of uh, exactly what's going on here with the moon. And so the question is this, right? What, do you believe there was a time when there was no moon in the night sky? Scientifically, they say that uh, it would not be catastrophic in that uh, we would be able to adapt to a world with no moon. The tides would be different. Things would be different. The night sky would be more or less bright, depending on before or after that type of thing. And so, uh, well, we'd be able to hack it. We'd be able to handle it. Uh, good old, good old humanity with its uh, resilience and uh, and ingenuity to 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 deal with all things. So, so I don't know. That's my that's the question tonight. Have you ever heard of this? The the world with no moon. And uh, do you believe this is real? We'll get to the sources in just a sec, but we're looking to hear from you tonight. 702-957-1037. Let's go to our good buddy, Joseph in Iowa. What's up, my friend? Welcome to the show. How are you? What's up? You know. You know. Happy um, Thursday. What about the moon, man? Have you heard of this? Have you heard of a world with no moon? I have not. Actually, I have not. Um... I was thinking, I was always thinking like if it's like an alchemy experiment reality, then maybe like the moon could be like a way, like a tool, like they go in with a tool and place a moon or hit like a planet like ours. It would be like, 
it'd be like us experimenting with atoms and smashing atoms together on a galactic scale. And maybe the moon is like a negative or like a positive ion or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, well, meaning, maybe. meaning, uh, continue. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you mean here. Uh, continue, continue though. What, what is the thought? So like, so like, I mean, that's just a theory. Like it could have been a place here or it's like an illusion of like, to make you want to go to it. Like, Oh, like what's, we ran out of land. What's next? Like, we're going to go to the next thing we see. And if we can't comprehend stars as a travel, we got that giant moon right there. That's obvious. Like even probably if like, even we weren't, if we never existed at all, like I bet insects would even, and like, if it just kept going, evolution in nature was thriving and I, I think naturally things could get to the moon okay I, I like it so so also there's a there's a couple more of hypotheses that are less scientific a little more woo-woo regarding the moon and uh, I was going to get to that a little bit later as well but some people suggest that the moon itself is a hologram like you stated there uh, that's one another is that uh, you know they say that it was uh, you know the ancient astronaut theory and all that stuff that a long time ago it was actually built there as a uh, sort of a spy object, something to, where the aliens could live inside of and stay close and have like a uh, a base nearby without actually uh, really uh, being able to watch over humanity without uh, kind of interfering directly too much. And they could just kind of chill on the moon and kind of come in through the, the dark side, uh, which we'd never see them and uh, the rest of that. So there, there are a couple other theories there that weren't covered in those uh, in the, the science stuff on space.com. So so I got you. I, I, I like that. But uh but okay, so uh, so so what else? What else you got? What other thoughts on on the moon and uh, maybe a night sky without the moon? So with the when I was saying it was placed there, like I was saying, like aliens, let's say they operate on the surface and we're dripped down into these gravity fields, and they can uh, observe us, and like a moon would be like something they could. Uh, I don't know. I, I really believe that the moon is part like it aged, like it collided with us in in all like the science, but it could that that still doesn't explain like it could still be an alchemy experiment. You know, just one that worked perfectly. Okay, okay. I see. I was watching this uh I think Lex Friedman I was watching this one podcast. They were running a simulation on uh, the moon, how to create a moon on earth and like how it is today. And like, it was the strongest computer in the world. And like, it was, it was like a one in billion chance of it happening. Like it was some ridiculous, all these odds, like it seems like life itself and like the odds are just too crazy, like all around the board. Like, okay, we had a one in billion chance that the moon would have just completely vaporized us into dust, you know? 
Yeah, that's that's an argument for uh, for not not the standard evolution of things is that uh, everything is just too perfect, and so it was uh, that that whole intelligent design argument. I've heard that before, and you know, science just craps on that like like of course like crazy. But I don't know. There are, there are some coincidences that uh, you know even even some science suggests that we are life is more rare in the galaxy than we believe. So who knows? I, again, like this is this is why we talk about these things to to kind of kick the ideas out there, and you know, we're not going to pull spreadsheets and look at the thing and you know uh, go in depth in the scientific papers because like i said not only is it boring but uh it's uh it, it uh that's that's another format that's another type of thing entirely uh so so okay but so you haven't heard of a time before the moon but you do believe that there's a, a possible maybe shenanigans happening with the moon and it's not like as we expect right yeah like i always think of the song it's like a newer song if i could get you the moon and it's like kind of like sad. It's like, oh, like I, I can get them. Like you could see something, but you can't get it to them no matter how hard you try. Maybe it's like the need for speed dub edition where like you're driving or like Mario where you're running up the staircase and it keeps rendering uh, stairs in front of you. And the, and the more you go towards it, the more it renders maybe that could be space itself and why it's so expansive. Oh, right. Like the, uh, the old forever rendering yeah, the, the simulation hypothesis. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. As usual. Uh, you're, uh, you're spot on with a lot of this stuff. I love the ideas and I love that, uh, you, you got an open mind, my friend. Very, very good stuff. Uh, anything else for us before we got you on tonight? Uh, that's it. All right. You're the best. We got this Joseph and Iowa. He's got a YouTube channel called Hydro Hose. Check it out. It's a uh, link is in the description. He does a bunch of original music and uh, he's uh, uh, one, of, one of our Troubled Minds family. He, he calls in often and uh, he's, uh, he's uh, active in the chat and uh, I appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much for calling. You're the best. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night. There we go. All right. So uh, easy as that, right? Phone number works. Thanks, Joseph, for breaking the ice, kicking this off. Uh, we're discussing the time before the moon, and I'm going to get to that just now. But uh, if you want to be part of the show, it's 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037, and we'll put you on the show. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. The, the phone number is also there as well. All right. Check this out. This is from uh, varchive.org. And in the old days, there used to be a lot more um, of this type of stuff on the, on the internet webs, right? But when people stop paying for servers and websites go down and all the rest of this stuff, this stuff is kind of disappearing. It's a little bit strange to me, but uh, I guess that's just the natural flow of things, right? This surely isn't like a 1984 memory hole situation. But anyway, let's go to uh, varchive.org. Links are all in the descriptions, of course, on YouTube. You can find all my sources there. So you can see I'm not entirely making this stuff up. I'm uh, reading from somebody else's source. Uh, Titled this is The Earth Without the Moon. The period when the earth was moonless is probably the most remote recollection recollection of mankind. Uh, Democritus and an Anaxagoras, I think that's how you say it, taught there was a time when the earth was without this moon. Aristotle wrote uh, that Arcadia in Greece, before being inhabited by the Hellenes, had a population of Pelasgians, I think is how you say that as well, and that these Aborigines occupied the land already before there was a moon in the sky above the earth. For this reason, they were called proselenes. Proselenes? Lots of really large words I've never heard of, so you'll have to bear with my uh, 
poor pronunciation on everything. Uh, and here we go. There's more, though. It, it, regarding a time before uh, there was actually a moon in the sky. It's, it's in the Bible as well. We'll get to that. But uh, Apollonius of Rhodes mentioned the time, quote, when not all the orbs were yet in the heavens before the Danai and Deucalion races came into existence and only the Arcadians lived, of whom it is said that they dwelt on mountains and fed on acorns before there was a moon. And interesting. This is, this is the type of stuff that makes me go, hmm, makes my, my mind bristle a little bit and uh, consider that maybe, maybe, let's drink some maybe juice and just say maybe. Again, you know, Aristotle, one of the, one of the greatest minds in, you know, in the last 3,000 years. I think you can probably argue he's, he's up there on the list anyway. Uh, he, he wrote about this, wrote about this, uh, this time where there was uh, people living on the earth before there was a moon. So pretty wild stuff. Uh, this continues. Plutarch wrote in the Roman questions, quote, there were Arcadians of Evanders following the so-called pre-lunar people. That's a direct quote. Similarly, wrote Ovid, the Arcadians are said to have possessed their land before the birth of Jove, and the folk is older than the moon. Uh, Hippolytus refers to a legend that Arcadia brought forth Pelasgus of greater antiquity than the moon. Uh, Lucian in his astrology says that the Arcadians affirm in their folly that they are older than the moon itself. And so we're talking about the Arcadians. We're talking about a long time ago, except not in a galaxy far, far away. We're talking about in this galaxy. We're talking about on this earth. Do you believe there's actually a group of people that, that was around before the moon was formed? And uh, what does that mean? What does that mean for a lot of things? Clearly, uh, history would have to be wrong in, in a major way. But what does it mean about other things? Uh, again, that, that scientific article we talked about a little bit earlier was discussing that we could probably survive without the moon, though uh, the tides would be different and things would be different. It wouldn't be unsurvivable. Humans would be able to do their thing anyway. Uh, well, maybe in the same capacity, it's hard to say, but I don't know. So what are your thoughts on this? That's, that's the idea tonight, just kind of kicking it around. It, it was one of those things that was kind of a scratching an itch for a long time uh, of, well, what, is, what does it mean, the time before the moon? moon and so you know we talk about um, like uh, like uh, Lacey was saying in the chat over there on Rockfin that you know I can't even imagine a, a world without the moon in the sky and it brought to mind for me uh, you know some people believe there's moon magic and they believe that there's all these other things so uh, what if uh, what about all that what about uh, some of these maybe moon rituals and things like this uh, clearly you couldn't do that stuff before the moon I don't know so anyway uh, what's the uh, what's the whole idea here and uh as always, love to hear your thoughts. Have you heard of this before? This is this, I know this one is way out there, and it's probably a little more, um, um, what would you say? A little more, sorry about that, phone line just died, of course. Live show, got to love it. Okay, but uh, probably a little more out there and uh, uh, not really well known, let's say. I think, uh, but which makes it uh, super, super interesting. So, so there we go. So looking to hear your thoughts on this. I don't know. I don't have the answers. You guys know me. This is not the answer show. This is the question show. And do you believe there was possibly a time on earth where people lived in a very, very ancient civilization type aspect, uh, according to uh, Aristotle and others, Plutarch, Hippolytus, that wrote the Arcadians said that they lived in a time 
before the moon was in the night sky. And that's what's on my mind. I'm wondering, have you heard of this? Do you think this is possible? Do you think it's just a bunch of BS uh, mythology? Or uh, is it somewhere in between? And uh, that's what we're doing tonight. So love to hear your thoughts. And uh, yeah. Yeah, just another Thursday night on Troubled Minds, considering all kinds of crazy stuff, and that's what we do. So uh, if you want to be part of the show, love to hear your thoughts again, 702-957-1037. And I don't know, this one kind of uh, makes me wonder, makes me scratch my head. And that's okay. It's okay to uh, to be befuddled. It's okay to consider uh, things that you may have not considered before. That's really what this is all about anyway. Having a conversation about that and other things. Do you believe there was a time where people lived on Earth and there was no moon in the night sky? And we'll get to some of the biblical reference of this, uh, references. There are references, again, from Hippolytus, from uh, uh, Plutarch, from Arist- uh, Aristotle as well. And they, they refer to this group of people as the Arcadians. So, well, you tell me. You tell me. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Thanks, Joseph, for the call kicking us off tonight. Still looking to hear from you. What do you think about this? Could you imagine a time on Earth when there was no moon in the night sky? And that's what we're doing tonight. All right. So that's the deal. We're going to take a quick break, and of course, when we come back, more about the moon missing, more about Plutarch, and of course, the Arcadians. Don't go anywhere. More Troubled Minds and you when we return. Be right back. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your And they also feel them planting or receiving memories or ideas or images. Broadcasting live from a secret bunker 
just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. From somewhere in space-time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. questions of you in earnest into the digital darkness. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host Michael Strange and hello to all of you but we also have Troubled Minds. This show's live. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific and what is it that we do? Well, We talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what they are? Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. We're doing it live on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. And, of course, we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. If you want to be part of the show tonight, I'd love to hear your thoughts as we discuss Was There a Time on Earth Before the Moon? And if there was, is it possible that maybe the Arcadians, as cited by Plutarch, by Aristotle, were alive and predated the moon itself? That's what we're talking about, among other things. And as you know, this conversation is non-linear and open-ended. And wherever you want to take this is wherever we'll take this. Uh, Talking about the moon hypothesis, how it was made, scientifically or otherwise. And uh, just some ideas, some theories. Just a drink in the maybe juice, having a good time. So uh, not only the phone number, 702-957-1037. You can go to troubledminds.org, click the Discord link. We also have another Discord running at fringe.fm slash chat. That'll give you a direct invite. And the easiest way to listen to Troubled Minds is to download the Fringe app at the iTunes or uh, Android app store, and uh, it's completely free. Smash the button at 7.05, you get Troubled Minds Monday through Thursday. Uh, not to mention all the other great uh, programming on Fringe FM. Okay, so let's uh, let's do our thing. Let's uh, keep on talking about this. There's more. Of course, there's always more. We'll uh, we'll get into it as we go tonight, but uh, uh, more importantly, it's uh, you guys are our secret weapon, and that's the whole point of doing this live and taking phone calls. So we're going to do that. We'll go to uh, our good friend here, Jennifer in Missouri. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? And go right ahead. Oops, I'm sorry. Hold on one moment. I completely muted you because remember the phone line died. Sorry about that. Completely my fault. Let's pretend that never happened. Jennifer Missouri, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Go right ahead. Hey, good now? Better. Sorry about that. Completely my fault. Okay. So one thing I've heard about the world before the moon was that there was the age of Saturn and this would have been like an incredibly long time ago at the, basically like the dawn of the memory of mankind. And it goes something about like the Saturn death cults and everything. And the, uh, the dominance of Saturn as a God, even though it's a really far off planet is based on the idea possibly that at one point Saturn was very close to the earth and was constantly in the, in the sky and they couldn't even see the sun because of the plasma shield of Saturn and they couldn't see the moon and they couldn't see any of the stars and Saturn had like a purple plasma shield basically that the earth was enveloped in like an egg shape 
And it was always in the sky, and the whole earth was like in a twilight. And at one end of the earth, it was like this. And in another position of the earth, it was complete darkness. And the vegetation, due to the lower gravity, it caused all of the vegetation to be very lush. There was low wind. Um, the animals and the insects and the people even were likely affected. That's why we had like a the really large insects and the huge plants. And it claims that um, the plasma shield of the earth, like this went on for who knows how long. And it was just always in the sky, this big, low glowing light that was always visible, like a polar star, basically. And eventually it started to, it was spiraling through the galaxy, basically this way, the earth and Saturn. And it would occasionally brush at that time, the sun's heliosphere that we're in now. When it would do that, it would cause some kind of, you know, like a slight catechismic event. And it would happen, you know, every, who knows how many, how many years. Eventually though, it does completely hit the heliosphere and people became, it caused catechismic events. And supposedly that began to kind of, I guess that the, the rings of Saturn were a way that they began to tell time at this point too. Because before that they didn't, they didn't know what time it was. There was no way to keep time or anything. And the sun then began to be this, far off star they could see um, also occupy, occupying the sky along with Saturn. And it was allowing them then to tell time, but they were using the rings of Saturn as well as this far off star, you know, coming up in the east and setting in the west. And they began to notice this. And it's depicted in all of the old cave art and the, the, all the ancient, you know, pictograms and all of that stuff. And eventually... Um, I, I guess at this point, too, Mars was supposedly like right in the center of Saturn. It looked like an eye. And Venus was there, too. But those moved, I guess, whenever this heliosphere happened. And Medusa was on one. It was, they began to call Venus Medusa because when it started to interact with the, the electric plasma shield interacting with the sun's heliosphere, caused these incredible uh, lightning events coming off of Venus. And it was supposedly maybe why they started talking about Medusa. And I guess, too, that the moon, after the Earth came fully into the heliosphere of the sun, became visible completely, and they began to see this. And everything was kind of pushed out further and further, trying to find its orbit, like Mars. And um, they began to notice Jove, which is Jupiter, also Thor, you know. And... I guess that's why they had such a predominance of talking about these celestial planets and gods is because they were right there <clears throat> in the sky. And they even saw like the, the mythos about the dragon, that this big storm of events with all these planets were visible to them. And it looked like a dragon and circulating all these planets as this, as this was going on. And eventually of course, Saturn was pushed further and further and further out and the sun became the sun that we have today and the moon too now visible because it was captured by the earth in the midst of all of that chaos. And they say that the, the markings on the moon are from that electrical event because craters 
and meteorites don't come in at a straight 90-degree angle. And so it might have been that they were being hit by lightning, basically, that the moon was struck by lightning. And that created those perfect circular um, impressions. But I just think that that might have been the time that they're talking about. Because there was a time before Jove or Jupiter, because it wasn't visible yet. And that was the time before the moon would have been visible because it was hidden by the perpetual um, plasma shield of Saturn. Yeah, And I guess, too, that the moon cults replaced... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead. Um, that the moon cults replaced the Lord of the Rings of Saturn because the rings of Saturn looked also like a crescent. And so maybe some of the moon cults were trying to make sense of what had happened and replaced the Saturn cults in a way. But that's a whole other thing. But maybe that was the time, <clears throat> pardon me, before, before the moon. Yeah, interesting that you, you brought it. There's a couple things that come to mind there, and they, it, this seems biblical, does it not? So you said there was a time when uh, the it, things were lush, there was a few, fewer winds, everything was sort of in that maybe Garden of Eden state. Doesn't it sound kind of like that? Yeah, I guess it could be. You know, if you think about, too, the, the oceans were lower, and the water, the Great Deluge, came from one of the, the rings of Saturn, so the ice, the water, the great deluge from heaven was like one of the rings of Saturn completely just slamming the earth and causing a great flood. Before that, there had already been a flood, though. There had been a flood because at the north of the earth, there was nothing but ice there, too, during the time of the Saturn polar star sun. But I guess as it hit that heliosphere, it began to melt that. And so it caused a bunch of flooding then. But when it hit Saturn's ring of water, of ice, it caused the great deluge that put down Mu and maybe Atlantis and all of that. So it maybe even made the Earth bigger, even. But I don't know. It's a whole um, thing with the Saturn cult. Yeah, pretty wild. It's uh, it's it's silly of me to ask you if you've ever heard of it, if you've ever heard of a time before the moon, because clearly <laughs> you're way ahead of me on this as always. Uh, but but another another thing that comes to mind here for me as well, and it, it is biblical again. You're you're saying uh, plasma shield, right? Isn't that the yeah. firmament? The firmament, right? Isn't that what that would be? I suppose it was. You know, and more of a uh, it'd be a radiating electrical type of thing. It'd be like a and there'd be, I guess, it would have been like a perpetual, um, one side of the earth would have been, you could literally, they say, you could be walking in the twilight, the perpetual twilight, and you could see the darkness on one side of the earth, kind of like the moon, basically, that never got the light from anything. And that was complete darkness. And a lot of the mythos about some of the, darkest stories they say you could walk into that darkness on that part of the earth and never come back out because it was just absolute darkness 
And that's pretty wild. I love it. I love it. It's, it's so strange how a lot of these stories uh, sort of tie together uh, with the very, very, very ancient yeah. stuff. We're talking about the primordial earth. And uh, so, so what do you know about the Arcadians here? Do you think there were people around to witness this or was it just sort of a situation without people yet? No, there are people, I think. And I think that they recorded it on all the cave art. You can see the exact depiction of Jacob's Ladder. Like, Jacob's Ladder was when the sun, the heliosphere, was hitting that plasma shield. And you had, um, on one side, Mars. And on the other side, you had Venus. And they, in the middle of it, above it, was Saturn. And this created, like, an electrical event... And it was coming down to the earth like a cone almost, like a ladder. And they would have seen this, the earliest of mankind would have seen this with their eyes all day and all night. It would have been an event in the skies continually for who knows how long. And around it, what looked like an oribus of a serpent as this storm unfolded, between all these planets and trying to find their orbit and Jacob's ladder in the middle going up to the sun. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Uh, Can you uh, maybe tip some of us off on where to get this information? Is there, you said the Saturn cults, is there somewhere we can track um, this down? Yes. Several weeks ago, I posted in the discord um, under discord conspiracy a link to an author who writes about this. Fantastic. Ask and you shall receive. (laughs) Already in the past. (laughs) Amazing stuff. Amazing (laughs) stuff. What else you got for us tonight? Always great stuff, Jennifer. No, that's it. I just suspect maybe because, you know, Saturn was a huge god, and we don't know why, because so far away. But it wasn't. And that, and maybe, and if you... Um, check into their mythos with the Saturn death cults and everything and how that they become that way. You find that they, uh, that this kind of event unfolded in their mythos and it's described in all of the cave art and people continue to carry these stories. And uh, I mean, there's all kinds of, stuff. I think the Acadians obviously knew these stories as well as many people, bef- you know, the people before them telling it and passing it down. They may have still been seeing a lot of this, up in the sky at that time and in the golden age they would have been telling time still with saturn's ring the rings of saturn i mean and so uh, i think they may have been seeing those times of the uh when they were telling time that way with the and with venus playing into that too Gotcha. Okay. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. Uh, jennifer you are the best uh please give jennifer some love she's got a youtube channel scroll down Links in the description says follow Jennifer here. Uh, all the amazing stuff she's always uh, spitting, spitting hot fire on uh, troubled minds. She also does that on her YouTube channel. Go, uh, go direct to the source. Jennifer, you're the best. Thank you for the phone call. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great night. Have a good night. Thanks a lot. You too. You too. All right. There you go. Easy as that, right? Dial the phone number again on the show. Talk about amazing things. And uh, clearly that's a lot of stuff I've never heard of. And uh, that's the type of stuff. That's why we do it in this format, right? To kind of just get together and, you know, hey, you know what? This is what I heard. This is what I know. Here's all the rest of this stuff. And it is strange 
that we have these these biblical connections, right? Uh, possibly uh, the time hearkening back to the Garden of Eden, right? Uh, to, to when the first people were around, hearkening back to maybe the time when there was a firmament, talking about Genesis uh, in the Bible, the Old Testament, the very, very old school, the very first stories. And, uh, well, you, you know, at least in the zeitgeist. So so I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's what we're talking about tonight. Not just that, but all the rest of this, including uh, a time before there was a moon. And uh, it's pretty wild that when you start reading some of this stuff that uh, there are there's there's stories out there regarding this and uh, they do go back uh, to some of these uh, ancient ancient cultures where they've uh, it's built into their mythologies some some of them describe the moon as being created at a particular time after people and that's really what this is about this is about kind of uh, uh, turning into uh, that conversation of well okay is this just mythology or is this something else? And that's what this is about. That's what Troubled Minds is about, and that's what we do. So fantastic stuff from Jennifer. Thank you so much. And that's what we're doing tonight. We're talking about the time before the moon. And love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. And uh, as a result of that, as an example of that, another great friend of Troubled Minds, uh, Daryl. Daryl in New York. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Test one, two. She's on a little bit of a delay because that's the way Discord works, unfortunately. We can't do a live stream there. But uh, welcome to Troubled Minds, Daryl. You're on with Mike. How are you? Hey, Mike. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Go right ahead. Can you hear me? Oh. Yes. Oh, cool. That was um, great. Very cool by Jennifer. Um, I was just going to agree with something, and I forgot what she said. Um, I think they still don't understand, um, you know, anything, like, about the moon's... Um, like the age of the moon if it's like actually older than the earth or is it younger than the earth and they like they just um found something that they they took back from earth like one of the moon rocks and based on this the moon rocks composition if it was created and there's still like existing like um magma and like seismic activity meaning there's some sort of volcanic um activity on the moon but based on that and the cooling of the rocks that they brought back to earth and the analyzation makes it much younger i mean maybe like less than 20 million years ago not a billion four, four billion years ago as they think if it's as old as the earth or maybe give or take a thousand years if we were you know collided or something like that if it was a, just a, a result of a collision it would make the moon much much younger based on the way the rock had cooled down like it, it would have been it would have been uh, much hotter if it was the same age as the Earth. And just from this mythology, if people are looking up and not seeing a moon and they're talking about it and talking about it to their ancestors, to their relatives or their predecessors, you have to wonder, if they were looking up in the sky, there was no moon, how long ago could that have been if we're still hearing about it? Figuring that we're not hearing that old history. You know, we're hearing maybe 20,000-year-old history, maybe, you know, are we hearing a million-year-old history? I don't know. You know, yeah. based on what we're studying, you know, if things are being passed down from generations, I don't think we're hearing that old history. You know, is it 4,000 years old? Biblical history. You know, even the Sumerians is like 10,000 years old. Like, how old is, is anything we know, really? It's not that old. So if it's not that old, could the moon have really been, like, not here 10,000 years ago? Um, I don't know, but I was thinking 
I'm thinking of if, if the moon was brought here by somebody really smart, there was maybe some kind of civilization as smart as us or smarter that, well, not so smart, you know, they thought maybe we need some tides to make the, you know, Earth uh, travel different or slow the Earth down. Let's, let's do some geoengineering like DARPA. Like, you know, 2 million years ago, two, you know, 20 million years ago, 100 million, you know, who knows? Maybe somebody thought, yeah, let's, let's make a moon and, uh, you know, we'll change the weather. We'll have weather. Yeah, that's it. You know, we're going to have some rain and we're going to have some snow. Let's make some, you know, lunar tides and stuff like that. We need a moon for that. That's a good idea. Nobody asked anybody else. You know, they just brought the moon here and maybe it was like a total disaster in the beginning. Maybe it'd wipe them all out. You know, maybe it was a really bad idea to screw around with nature, you know? I'm just, just saying, this is just a maybe juice type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's okay. Uh, and it does it does beg the question here. If we're hearing stories like you're describing from who knows how long ago, let's, let's say even a million years ago, uh, then we're talking about this whole recycling of history of these uh, civilizations, whether you want to call them advanced technology civilizations or not, at least some sort of like uh, intelligent human civilizations that have been around in these cycles that have been wiped out through floods or other things, uh, whether they're going to be these uh, uh, volcanic situations that have happened in, the, in Earth's past. Who knows? Who knows how, how far back this goes? And I got a, a great quote here from uh, Graham Hancock. You're going to love this. Uh, he said this in particular. I believe we are a species with amnesia. I think we have forgotten our roots and our origins. I think we are quite lost in many ways, and we live in a society that invests huge amounts of money and vast quantities of an energy in ensuring we all stay lost. And I'll just, uh, there's more there, but I'll leave it at that to, to let, you, let you keep going. How true is that? I mean, God, how come we don't have any memories? Like, how come our memories get wiped out? What, what is this collective amnesia that we have, you know? It's just amazing that we progress at all, you know, we just are so forgetful. Or is it some sort of thing that ge- that was also geoengineered, you know, that, that makes you less, uh, you know, your consciousness lessen and your memories lessen. You know, it's, maybe it's a side effect, a side effect of uh, some sort of, oh, sorry, hold on, someone just came back. That's okay. We're actually out of time. If you want to, ha- if you want to hang on uh, after the break, yeah. we'll come right back to you. Okay. And then we'll go to Night Stalker. All right. All right. There you go. Daryl, stay right there. We'll get back to you a little bit later. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm not going to kick you out. You stay right in the on-air thing, and you can listen directly from there, so there's no lag. All right. So we're talking about tonight. That's Daryl in New York. Thanks for for the fantastic call, fantastic ideas. Uh, We're talking about a time before the moon. Do you think there were people around? Do you think there weren't? And, well, uh, drinking some maybe juice and considering all the things. 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More? About the moon and you when we return. Be right back. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Tonight, we're talking about a time before the moon. In the deepest recesses of human memory, there 
supposedly is a time where people remember living without the moon in the night sky. Is this mythology? Is this reality? Is this somewhere in between? Love to hear your thoughts. If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, yes, what's going on? We got some fantastic folks calling in tonight, as usual, and uh, we're going to get to a couple fantastic more. So let's uh, hang tight, Daryl. We're going to go to Derek. He's got a break here, and we'll get right back to you as well as soon as he's done, okay? So let's go uh, to Derek the Night Stalker. Derek in Massachusetts, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Go right ahead. Going on, brother. Great show. Thank you. Thank Wild you. Wild stuff. Yeah, right? It, it, it's, uh, yeah, some of them are way sure. out there. Some, uh, I got your echo. Hold on. Uh, right there. All right. Killed. Yeah, some of that stuff is way out there, and this one's kind of out there, but uh, I'm sure you got something for us. Go right ahead, sir. Jennifer was talking about. Um, uh, it's a, I'm, I'm in crazy Christmas mode right now for work, so my thoughts are going to be real scattered. Just, uh, for, uh, just um, But I think she was... My, what she was talking about reminds me a lot. What Jennifer was talking about reminds me a lot about the uh, electric universe theory, which I'm not well versed in. Like, I can kind of picture it in my head how the cosmology might might work, but I'm not well enough to be able to describe it. But essentially, what it's saying is there's like a like 99.999 percent of like the cosmos, the visible cosmos, is is comprised of like plasma, and it has this like they're all kind of linked together. Like, they're all kind of like pull off each other, and like and as a, as um, it's confusing but essentially the electricity in the right situations can start to like swirl and and like form mass and and create like matter around this electricity and essentially that like there was this golden age where saturn was like the primary like light in the sky it was much closer to us we were kind of like we were kind of created by saturn by like plasma that was kind of like rolling up near this like saturn body and in the sky it, it created this there was like a polar alignments with all the planets apparently. So in the sky, we had this big, huge sun, which was Saturn. And then the other planets kind of like, for, like forming like a necklace kind of around it. Like they're all kind of in a, in a row, which is in all kinds of mythology, all, all kind of like sci-fi stuff. Like in Hercules, they show when the Titans are, are uh, released and like the portals open as like these planets all lining up like that. And like Thor, the dark world, when the dark elves are trying to like take over the nine realms, it's when these planets have to like, like line up like that and this and this door opens for them to get through you know so that imagery is interesting if that's what humanity was seeing in the sky for a long period of time you know um and apparently there was like some cataclysm where some like a reaction happened and basically this like huge surge happened and this plasma discharge surge thing that kind of like ducked saturn much farther away and then some some instances they say it actually just created new plasma reactions that like created venus and like created new planets or in some cases they just became visible or where their orbits became more um erratic because they weren't all in this same lineup you know so but then i was trying to search like frantically like while i'm working trying not to take too much time on my phone i'm um, trying to figure out how in that model the moon is formed and i think it's apparently the same way where it's like just kind of plasma starts to ball up from the outside of a reaction of, the, of a larger body you know um, but under that paradigm, it doesn't necessarily say, or it's not clear whether the moon existed before the sun, uh, Saturn kind of went away or if, I don't know if it was there the whole time and we just didn't notice it and became more prominent late, later on, like, but, which is interesting. That just an interesting little tangent, you know, but, um, as far as like, what would it be like if there was no moon? I think it's interesting that obviously the moon is tied to so much 
of our like cycles and stuff we we um it's tied to like our bodies very closely so what would happen before that were we tied to another celestial body where we tied more with with saturn you know and some i think like velikovsky and stuff are different like say that like there might have been uh powers during this time when we were, were illuminated by the light of saturn and essentially saturn is like a, a brown dwarf star that's like not really illuminated and that in the celestial universe model, I guess the heat comes from the interior of the of the object. So, like having this giant star right above us, close to us, wouldn't hurt us. It's actually that like, creates almost like this Garden of Eden or Garden of Eden um, environment where it's like this gentle glow that apparently like gives us all kinds of special abilities and stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, this I don't know, but uh, the fact that like we seem to. I mean, as if, at least, like, since then, we seem to, like, the idea that the moon-sun kind of symbiosis is what kind of creates life is kind of how I visualize it, you know, where it needs this, like, ridiculous once-in-a-billion, like, like, uh, like Joe was saying earlier, um, chance of having the moon actually there like this because, and, like, and that would lead people to believe that it was placed there, but even just the odds in general, just some, some act of God or whatever, it just... This is the, this is the situation that would take life to to bloom up, and because of that, it's ingrained in our genetics and our biology and that kind of stuff. We're we're tied very much to the moon. Um, I don't know. So I, I'm, I'm rambling. It's gonna save me real quick. While I, <laughs> I, my got I got you. I got you. Amazing stuff. Same, same similar. So you're describing very much the firmament again, right? Back, back the plasma shield, like Jennifer was talking about, right? Some sort of yeah. uh, pre pre uh, civilization Garden of Eden style. Interesting that uh, even if you go super super far back to even like the you know we're talking about basically the earliest memory of humanity that these stories sort of persist. Even if you're going to say the Bible's not really that old, but I mean it's telling stories that are that old, isn't it? I know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, so our, when they talk about times before the moon, is that like just like a narrated or like a some kind of human narration version of just our knowledge of how everything formed? Or were we, were we actually there? Was there a person there who told them? Like, what would they? You cut out there, but uh, yeah, uh, still with you. Still with you. Are you there? Test one, two. Derek, do you copy? We may have had a uh, catastrophic, catastrophic vacuum decay of his internet connection. <laughs> He's still in the Discord. Let's see if he uh, if he vanishes out of there. If you're uh, if you pop back in there, Derek, and hear me, just uh, just talk over me to uh, <laughs> to get you back in here. All right. So uh, so we're here with Derek, the Night Stalker. We got uh, Daryl from New York as well. We'll go back to Derek in just a sec. Thank you, Derek, for being uh, or sorry, sorry thank you, Daryl, for being patient with us. See what I'm doing there, calling Daryl, Derek, and Derek, Daryl. But uh, yeah, thank you, Daryl, for being patient. We'll be back to you in just a sec here. But uh, so so interesting stuff. Like uh, Night Stalker's talking about uh, not just the time before the moon, right? Sort of. In these biblical occurrences like we're describing maybe the garden of eden situation the firmament like jennifer was bringing up with the the the, uh, the saturn cults right but then we have this other situation with uh how how deep does this go how far back were people again uh scratching this stuff down in what was this a million years ago 10 million years ago and then there's that whole cyclical thing of of actual um 
like Graham Hancock says, we, we're that that uh, species with that amnesia, and so we've had uh, these these uh, life cycles have gone around and around and around and around for who knows how many millions of years, and we are just uh, sort of a a um, well, uh, like just trying to figure it all out again, like all over again. Here we go, one more iteration of uh, the huge wheel of time. Uh, you there, Derek? Test one two. Yep. Catastrophic vacuum decay of uh, Derek's internet connection. I'm not sure. It could be a Discord bug as well because Discord's been super weird the last couple of days. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bump Derek in case he doesn't know. <laughs> just just in case. Back to the caller queue. There we go. And uh, send me a message, Derek. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Message if you're back. There we go. All right. So, all right. Uh, just uh, so that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about a time before the moon. And what does that even mean, right? Is, is it uh, again? This seems to be biblical in scope. This seems to be even deeper than that. And that's uh, that's pretty wild to me when you consider that uh, a lot of these stories, like we we know a lot of the stories from the Bible, were actually um, borrowed from other you know other cultures previous to them. Even though you know, like uh, in religious terms, people don't like to talk about that stuff because you know the Bible and the Word of God and all the rest of this. But uh, it's it's pretty apparent that a lot of that stuff has been borrowed from previous civilizations. So, um, well, you tell me. I don't know. How deep does this go? How far back does this go? If you're there, Derek, uh, whenever hop right in. Um, test one, two. Are you there? Test one, two. Test one, two. All right. Uh, the beauty of live shows. You never know when something's going to break live during the show. Okay. All right, so we're going to leave Daryl, uh, leave Derek there. Let's go back to Daryl. Sorry about that, Daryl. Thanks for being patient with that. He's got to, you know, he's uh, stocking groceries and has to get back uh, to to work real quick. So we uh, we let him jam in here and uh, do his thing. But but welcome back. Thanks for being patient with us, Daryl. Welcome back to the show. No problem. No problem. Um, what if, I was going to get back to this. Like, let's say that the, the moon was brought here. Um, do you remember when Nibiru was kind of a popular subject and there was a lot of people talking about these major motherships that they claimed to see in the sky that were the size of like a moon, let's say, or a small small planet that could fit like thousands of people, like 50,000 people, cities, they were claiming. I mean, I don't know if you, you were hearing this kind of buzz, but I, I certainly have heard it more than once, you know, people talking about these motherships and people that, you know, had to leave their planets in these large balloon-sized, you know, planet-sized um, cities. Have you ever heard of that? Like, that they travel these cities, like, you know, from galaxy to galaxy, maybe looking to get some, you know, materials, raw materials from planets like us, perhaps. And it was a conspiracy theory at the time, perhaps. But um, I know I, I, heard, I heard about it a few times. I expect, you know, I, I, I didn't see it or witness it, but I definitely heard people talking about it. Um, it was during, the, you know, when people were spotting Nibiru or... Maybe they thought Nibiru was one of these motherships, vice versa. They say, you know, if, if the moon was brought here, who would bring something like the moon here? Like somebody that was capable of building a pyramid, maybe? You know, maybe there were people that were very advanced. They could build cities in the sky of planets, you know, planet-sized, you know, temporary dwellings for, for people to travel if their planet got hostile. Um, just, Just, you know, a theory, you know. Just a theory there, and maybe the moon was such a city, and they just dropped everybody off on Earth. Uh, it was just like um, they, you know, maybe just parked it over there for a while, time being, till they figured out what to do with it, or maybe it ran out of gas. You know, maybe it was one of those type of, uh, you know, vehicles to transfer people from one planet to another. 
Um, anyway, just uh, just the navy juice there. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, I have not heard of those the, the the whole mothership thing. So if you if you can find something about that, pretty please uh, we'll drop it. Maybe nice soccer is hard about that. I'm not sure. I can't find anything now. I'm like looking for it. I think they're we starting to him? stuff. I think he's back. Yes. I think he's back. Yeah, yeah. We we copy you, Derek. We copy you. Go ahead, sir. If you got time. Oh, did you lose me for a second? I'm sorry. We lo- we lost you for a whole <laughs> since uh, I don't even know what you've been saying. Have you been talking? We haven't been hearing it for minutes, <laughs> actual minutes. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, clearly you're on the ball because you had a ton to say, but unfortunately it all got cut off. I, I made the uh, catastrophic vacuum decay joke about your internet because uh, you literally just cut cut went dark and like for several minutes now. Oh so, no, I got, I got good internet. The store, I got four bucks. Oh, that sucks. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, brother. That's right. It happens. Damn, it happens. I was I wasted a break and everything. Oh, jeez. All right, sorry about that. All That's right. all good. Uh, you got time? You got anything else to say? Other than no, I gotta, talk? I gotta go back. Go get it, bro. I right. appreciate it. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Damn, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I have some fine. good stuff there, too. Oh, damn, that sucks. Yeah, all see? Right. That's all right. That's If you get time later, you know where to find us. Appreciate it, bro. All right, there you go. Uh, that's Derek in Massachusetts. Unfortunately, uh, as a, a super champion rocker says in the chat, Big Moon Industries cut his feed. <laughs> there it is. Maybe. There maybe. Uh, uh, thanks, thanks Daryl, for being patient and working around Derek there. Uh, go right ahead. Let's get, we got uh, Joe behind you on the phone. But um, what are your, So what is your final thought here? regarding the moon do you think there is a time before the moon or do you think this is just all a bunch of bs well there's there's so much you know discussion about it and maybe mythology about it so um i think it's plausible and the way that the moon is just so bizarre it doesn't like it's not really made of the same stuff as earth you know they're finding there's so many differences you know if it was like part of the earth why is it so different than us you know um it's just too close to us to be a real moon. Like there, it doesn't behave like the moons of other planets. Um, it's it's just way too close. Um, and it's stuck in our orbit. I mean, it's definitely unique. You know that we have such a moon that's so close to us. Was it brought here to? And if it was brought here, why? You know, was it because of we needed some weather? Was it because we wanted some ambient lighting at night? Like because the sun went down, we needed something to shine on us at, at, in the evening. And we couldn't figure out, you know, how to illuminate, you know, and read at night or talk at night, you know, besides fires. I don't know. Was it like the ancient, um, you know, history's excuse for, you know, electricity? You know, is it like natural electricity? I don't know. Why would it, why would it um, not have been here? How did it get here? It didn't uh, happen by something like nature, you know? Yeah, exactly. It is. It is pretty pretty odd. There's a lot of shenanigans with the moons uh, that make it. Uh, in particular, they've said that it's uh, kind of the in the perfect space to help us. It's kind of in the perfect space to get those perfect perfect eclipses, right? There's 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 a whole lot of weird like you know quote perfection about the moon. Uh, odd that it's that tidally locked and all the rest of that. But uh, yeah, yeah, great stuff. You're the best, Daryl. You, you, as you know, you're welcome to stay right there and listen to us, and then uh, pop back in here for the third hour if you if you you got time for us. As well. No problem. Thanks, you're, Mike. You're the best. Appreciate the call. That's Daryl in New York. Uh, always great stuff, great ideas, great theories. 
We're still talking about a time before the moon. Do you think this is there's something to this, or do you think this is a bunch of uh, mythology hogwash? Again, like always, uh, just just considering all the possibilities here. Drinking the maybe juice is what we call this, and uh, love to hear your thoughts. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Thanks to, again to Daryl for being patient with us and working around that uh, uh, the Derek thing and the issues and the internet connection. And I appreciate that very much. Uh, let's go to our good friend Joe in Florida. One more time. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Joe. Welcome to the show. How are you, my man? Not too bad. How are you guys tonight? Doing okay. Okay. Go right ahead, sir. What do you think about this um, uh, time before the moon? So, I'm thinking, after hearing everybody speak, and taking a little bit of what everybody said, if we did have collective amnesia, but we remember some things, If I remember my astronomy correctly, I believe that Mars is probably a little bit closer to Saturn, which means that if we came from Mars, we'd probably have a better view of Saturn. Um, There's some proof, there's articles you can Google that say some people have a 25-hour circadian rhythm cycle, which would make you more akin to living on Mars, which is almost 25 hours long as opposed to our 24 hours. If it's in our circadian rhythms, that means it's in our genes, just like there's a gene for some people that stay up at night. And that would go back throughout centuries. The other thing that makes me wonder is that there are some conspiracies that one of the moons um, Around Mars, I believe Phobos, they used to believe they used to think it was hollow. I'm reading an article now, though, that says um, the Mars Express spacecraft made a flyby of Phobos, whatever it was. It's on a Wednesday, but probably years ago. Uh, and all you know, the spacecraft skimmed over the odd-shaped moon at 67 kilometers. No images were taken from the flyby, which I found. Strange, just reading this article tonight, it says instead all instruments were turned off so that ground stations can listen for any radio signals on how the moon around Mars tugged on the spacecraft. Um, so I start to wonder, like Daryl had said, that maybe Mars was getting wiped out, everybody got thrown on the moon or on something, and a few of us got tossed here i.e. the ark. Um, many people have different versions of the ark, whether it was genetic samples, literally animals, which would be ridiculous, unless it was a moon-sized vehicle that came with all the animals that may have been in Mars and brought us here. And collective amnesia or stories. If you look at Stargate, the original movie, um, you know, the Egyptians or the gods, supposedly when they came down, they kept everybody enslaved. And if you had a couple of generations that you were enslaved, I'm sure you could brainwash them to forget about where the heck they came from. Um, really glad that Jennifer touched on Saturn. It's kind of funny because I have been looking into that here and there, and the hexagon, I think it is, or whatever it is, it's on the moon, on, the, uh, on one of the poles of Saturn and the Saturn cult. Uh, real interesting conversation, my thought is. Maybe the moon was sent here um, with some of us on it 
to populate this planet. A lot of that would account for the missing link. They say we can't find the missing link. Kind of almost seems like we just arrived here. Maybe there was some ancient species, uh, you know, Neanderthal or whatever. And when we got here, we wiped them out. The other thing is, when you hear about giants, if the gravity on Mars is maybe a little bit less, then maybe the people on Mars would be a little bit taller. And maybe they're the ones that brought us here, i.e. guardian angels or whatever you want to call them. And after a while, the breeding and the mixing and the generations of people giving birth, we got shorter or average height, five, eight, six feet, whatever. But not like the occasional skeletons that they supposedly find that are over seven feet tall. Those are my thoughts. I don't know. Great stuff. I, I like how uh, you're linking this back to Mars. That uh, may, maybe there's a there's a place uh, odd that we're we're spending all this time and energy uh, thinking about Mars. It's back in the zeitgeist. Elon Musk says we're going. We're going to make this happen. But uh, fantastic points about all that stuff. The less gravity, maybe taller giants, that sort of thing. How it ties in. I really I really like the 25 hour circadian rhythm, and that's that's a thing. That's a real thing, and that's why a lot of people have uh, just broken sleep patterns. They, they they even if they get on for a little while, it breaks because they're not used to. Uh, let's say wink, wink, being on Earth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Great stuff. We got about I, a minute, a minute and a half left. So uh, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Well, real quick, I know that like ever since I was a kid, I got to shut down in the middle of the day. I'll just anywhere between one and three. I'll go out to the truck. I don't care how hot it is. Then I'll zap out for twenty. I don't even just. I don't even need to set an alarm. I just shut down. It's like putting your computer in sleep mode. I'll shut down for twenty. 20 to 40 minutes, I'll get up and I'll operate. And I'll operate till 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm always doing some kind of hobby at night. You know, this, that, the other thing. I'll get about five, six hours sleep. I'll get up, I'll go to work. 25-minute nap in the afternoon. Up and running again. At least my job lets me do it. So, yeah, and I'm a night shift person. Those are in the genes. Those are in the genes, I mean. I hope it does get to Mars. If they find something, will we ever know? That remains to be seen. On that note, I'm sure you're out of time. Everybody have a good weekend because it is Thursday, uh, and hopefully we'll catch up next week. You're the best, Joe. Appreciate it. Uh, God bless you and the family. Thanks for calling, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Joe in Florida. Good night. Have a great night. There you go. Easy as that. Fantastic points. I think that's why we get together and talk about this. I know that's why we get together and talk about this together. Because, again, there's always going to be things I miss. I'm just one person, right? Again, ignore the rumors about me being an android or an alien or both or some some mix of in-between. I may be an a-hole, but I'm none of those other things. So, well, that's what we do. That's what Troubled Minds is about. It's about getting together with friends and considering all the possibilities. And the possibility tonight is, well, it, it, is there a time before the moon? And is it a time where maybe humanity remembers? And I think that's the, the deal here. That's the whole point of uh, talking about these things is because, you know, there's a reason for mythologies. They, they aren't, uh, you know, in some cases, sure, you can say they're allegory, they're uh, all the rest of this stuff. And, you know, they're, they're written to uh, teach people lessons and, uh, uh, you know, educate uh, everybody else sort of thing, right? But, well, there's also an element of maybe truth that comes from these because uh, stories entirely don't just come from falsehoods. They come from the human condition. And so that's the question. That's what we do on this show. That's why we uh, hang out with uh, fantastic friends of ours and all the amazing callers. And that's why we talk about crazy stuff. 
If you love the show, please spread the word. The deal is uh, we keep doing this. We're going to keep on trucking Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, talking about all the things you never w- even want to consider because, well, that's uh, that's our lane. That's, that's why we do this at 7 p.m. and not 7 a.m. because I'd have a horrific headache and nobody wants to hear, a- hear about aliens at 7 a.m. As we finish, if you're listening to us on The Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop lighting the void. If you are listening to us on any other platform, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds. As we finish, be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night. take a two minute break and we're going to be back with more troubled minds you saw me uh with my bizarre stance and my odd smile i'm amazed every night every night we do this and get together all the amazing folks who just um kind of take it outside the box just uh i try and bring something every night that's outside the box but again uh as we go uh, as joe uh jay in new york always says uh blowing up brains on a nightly basis and just because uh let's consider all the possibilities let's get together and do this and uh i i've never ceased to, to be amazed by all the amazing phone calls and all the amazing smart folks that are not just uh, locked in and way smarter than me like i always say but um interested uh interested in uh these bizarre kinds of conversations and uh to me it's valuable it's a valuable thing because uh, when, when can you get them? When can you do them? Uh, again, this is not water cooler talk. This is not talk for 7 a.m. before the coffee because, well, nobody wants to hear this crap at 7 a.m., that's for sure. But uh, the deal is uh, we're going to take a two-minute break, and then we have a whole third hour of Trouble Minds coming up. So we're still talking about this. What do you know about a time on Earth before the moon? And then beyond that, uh, do you think it's fact or fiction? Do you think it's mythology or not? Or somewhere in between? Uh, Jennifer and uh, uh, Derek also and... And uh, Joe there, um, D- Daryl as well. We're talking about maybe this time before uh, before uh, the Earth had really become the Earth itself. We're talking about sort of a primordial humanity and uh, maybe the relationship uh, with the moon prior to the moon itself. So who knows? Uh, that's, the, that's the question tonight. And uh, have you heard of this and all the rest of this? So what we're going to do, we got Robert on the line and we'll go to him as soon as we come back. But what we're going to do right this second is take a two-minute break. I'm going to give you a little bit more music and... And we will return in just one moment. More Troubled Minds and you coming this up. This is Michael. In exactly, well, approximately two minutes. Two minute break. More Troubled Minds. More talk about the moon. And you. And well, when did it begin? Be right back. More on the way. Don't go anywhere. 
All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange. We're talking about a time before the moon. Is this a real thing? Is this a fake thing? Is this somewhere in between? As always, right, it's, uh, we, we, call, we do what we call drinking the maybe juice. And uh, taking into consideration that, well, maybe uh, the things we know currently are not exactly the way they were. Uh, just talking about history, talking about, uh, uh, well, some, uh, talking about mythology, talking about where the two intersect and then trying to sprinkle in some science talk here and there as well. And uh, I don't know, is this, uh, again, something worth uh, considering or talking about or all the rest of that or not? Uh, it's okay. If you say, damn it, Mike, this was bullshit. I demand a recount. Uh, that would be all right. And uh, I would be okay with that. So you tell me, uh, as all good, uh, we, uh, we, if we fail tonight, we can take another shot tomorrow night. And I mean by fail is me, not you, because clearly everybody out there calling in is way smarter than me. But we're still talking about it. If you want to be part of the show tonight, we got a third hour of Troubled Minds on the way. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Speaking of people way smarter than me, let's go to our good friend Robert in Pennsylvania. I always want to say Virginia, but Robert in Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you tonight? Fine. How are you? Ah, doing very well. Go right ahead. What, what do you know about the time before the moon? In the beginning, Mars was a, a way of extremely advanced civilization, and it had three moons. All right, but, but those moons were not real moons, and the two that are still there are not real moons either. They were uh, just like our International Space Station. All right, they were they were uh, floating laboratories. All right, maybe one of them may have been in a Bezos uh, hotel and resort. Who knows? All right, but <laughs> at one at some stage, at some stage, one of those moons uh, was ordered to uh, take a trip to the Earth because they saw something there that puzzled them. And so the, that one moon left and went to the Earth and, and, and stayed there. It was supposed to come back, but it never did because while it was out there, Mars, the people of Mars destroyed themselves. Okay? So that's been the base for the alien, the ancient aliens that first terraformed Earth and, and, and first created uh, the human race. It's been there for a while. And it was peaceful. It was peaceful there. They, down in the hollows of the moon, they had their catacombs. You know, it's just a, just like a base in the Antarctic, like we'd have in the Antarctic. It was fine. It was peaceful. You know, they had control of what was going on on Earth, and, and those Earthlings were too dumb to be, you know, to be any threat to them until Apollo 16. All right, when Apollo 16 landed, uh, the, those astronauts saw off in the distance the spaceships of, of those aliens that's been there forever. All right? Now, those aliens didn't, you know, raise their hand and say how. All right? uh, they just watched them from a the distance, and then they let them go away. And they figured, well, they did it once. They're not going to be able to do it again. Well, they did it again. And they did it again with Apollo, with Apollo 12. And what really, excuse me, what really pissed those aliens off is when Apollo 12 uh, took off from 
from uh, the moon, it sent its lunar module to crash on the surface of the moon and cause the moon to ring for an hour, for an hour, all right, like a bell. And some of those aliens died because there was there was uh, damage to the interior uh, catacombs where they worked and lived in. And some of them died from that experience, and that really pissed them off. So, but it was, you know, they couldn't... Then came Apollo 13, and they had enough of this. They were ready. And, they, and they're the ones that crippled the Apollo 13. All right? They, they, they sabotaged from a distance the Apollo 13. And you know, without ever thinking that some of these, these brilliant astronauts would come up a way to fix that, that air thingy, whatever the hell it was. All right? That was to warn. They've already warned our government, the United States, the Earth, to stay the hell off the moon. That's their territory. And that's why they went after Apollo 13. And that's why Apollo 14 when went up there uh, in defiance, all right, but landed far enough away from those aliens. They landed in the highlands, the lunar highlands, far enough away that they figured the aliens wouldn't know they did it. And then came Apollo 15, Apollo 16, but Apollo 17 was the last. Something happened up there. Something happened up there that made them realize, look, we better not go back. All right? Um, you know, the whole, the whole lunar expeditions uh, were, were, were only a few years, from 1969 until... Mid mid December nineteen seventy two. I mean, Columbus made more trips than that. I think. <laughs> you know, we kept going back and forth. You know, when we when America was discovered, back and forth. You know, we didn't decide not to go back there. It's not the nature. Something happened with Apollo seventeen that was serious enough and dangerous enough that we came we came back with their tails between their legs and made a decision we're going to not go back until we're prepared to go back to conquer the moon. And enter and Space when, Force. Enter Space Force. <laughs> yes, enter Space Force, right. It took, what, 50 years? 50 years to put it all together, all right? And I can assure you, once the, you know, and, and you've been talking about this for a long time now, this... This alien war, all right, that, that they're setting us up for uh, not a war with Russia or a war with China, but they're actually going to set us up with an alien war. That's the Space Force. They didn't create the Space Force because they're just impressed by, Kura, by uh, Captain Kirk. They created him for a reason. And they don't create it for peaceful, uh, you know, anything in the military for peaceful reasons. They create it to get, you know, as a part of their war machine. And they're going to go back to the moon, and they're going to go back to the moon prepared. And guess what? We'll win. Because those aliens up there don't know how to fight. They have no weapons. 
all right? They're they're peaceful people. They're they're basically scientists, you know, in white white overcoats, you know, <laughs> what would be typical for us. They're they're just uh, you know watching observers, um, intellectuals, whatever. We're going to decimate them when we get there, <laughs> and then we'll claim the and then we'll claim the moon as United States territory, and that'll be the end of it. Uh, I'm not a tough guy, but I'm pretty sure I could whoop that small gray alien ass. Just saying. <laughs> sure, sure. We're going up there. That's what we're going. That's what the space force is going to do. It's going to go up there and kick alien ass. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so, so okay. So I love I love the moon talk. So okay. So how does this fit in to the time before the moon? So this was a space station or something. So they brought it here, or what do you think regarding that? Was there a time sort of Garden of Eden style prior to the moon? Well, it, what do you think about perfectly that? Perfectly, because there was a time when there was no moon there. All right. Uh, we as as human beings have existed for millions of years, right? We've come and gone. We've destroyed ourselves over and over again in our wars, all right? Uh, we've migrated to different, different, from, from different places. We always lose our history. And we'll lose this one eventually. We'll lose our history, this one, this one eventually, because that's what we are, you know, because we're foolish human beings, who can't who can't accept that somebody you know who can't look at somebody across the fence at somebody's green pastures and not want to invade them and take them. All right, that's what we are. And 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 so when you say there's a there's an amnesia, you're correct. You know there are what it is is word of mouth over thousands, you know, hundreds, hundreds and thousands of years, word of mouth carrying over about a time there was no moon there, and then the moon was there. All right, and that was the original aliens that came down and used genetics. All right, on on what was, would have been our uh, bovine ancestors, and created the created people. I'm with you. I'm with you. And, uh, <laughs> uh, alien theorists say yes. Uh, ancient, ancient astronaut theorists say yes. Ancient astronaut theorists say yes. yes. I love there it. I go. love it. No. Okay. So fantastic. So so uh, so the time before the moon was. Uh, so was that before the alien influence? Is what you're saying? So maybe the aliens brought it here as a space station, as a place to watch over us. Was that the, uh, right. the thing it's here? Word of mouth. It's word of mouth over thousands, maybe even millennials, millennials, millennials of the uh, of people of. Of, of people and, uh, on the planet who observed, looked out from their caves or whatever, and looked up one day, one night, and saw a moon there. All right? And then that story got carried down, just like the Bible. Got carried down over uh, thousands, maybe uh, uh, thousands of years, maybe even several millenniums. All right? Word of mouth. And that's where those uh, Greece... Uh, philosophers, um, you know, picked up on it because that kind of myth was around for long, long, long time before they started talking. And it's probably true. 
It, you know, well, it, I'm, I think it is true. I think that, you know, we, our government knows that what's up there is not an artificial planet. I mean a planet or a moon. It's an artificial satellite, all right? That, that, <laughs> any time those, those aliens can pilot that moon out of our gravity and back to Mars, if it wants to, uh, but it doesn't, and it's, and that's going to be your undoing. You know, once once these people, these human beings with a terrible reputation for violence, uh, first landed uh, as a at Apollo Eleven, they should have thought, "Oh my God, look at their history. Let's get the hell out of here," and and they didn't, and they should have. And, of course, uh, many times there are things we should have done and we didn't. <laughs> and here we are. Well, look at what, what the Indians, the Indians, the Indians, uh, you know, when we, when we came to, when Columbus came to Santiago, you know, to the Caribbean areas, wherever he landed there, all right, uh, they should have killed them all. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Nobody would have known that they would it, it had been <laughs> hundreds of years before. Yeah, it was, the, the Indians should have killed them all. Right. <laughs> While they had a chance, right, right. And, and then it would be hundreds of years before Europe would have known that the Earth wasn't flat, and that these people and and these strange lands existed. If they would have killed Columbus and his men right away, mm -mm. but they didn't know what the aliens know. <laughs> that never, never take, never. Never, never accept a, a gift from a, from a, from a people wearing bearing armor. Anyway, I'm, 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 I really do think, and this is my maybe juice, by the way, and it's a big cup, all right, a big cup of maybe juice. That that moon up there was put there. It was steered there uh, a long, long time ago. It was the third moon of Mars. Look. There's, Mercury has no moon. Venus has no moon. Why, is, why would Earth have a moon and Mars have two? Yeah, or, or uh, including all the rest, right? And not, not only that, we've we're talked about there's sure. a, a shenanigans uh, uh, with the moon. Yeah, when you start with Mars, there's the moons, and, the, and, and you go up to the, uh, towards Pluto, and those, all those other planets have moons. But the three from the sun... First, the first two from the sun have no moons, and frankly, the Earth shouldn't have one either. All right, because um, the other planets have more than one. All right, I, 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 that's why I think that the moon we have was real, originally the third moon of Mars. Fair enough. Perfect. Perfect. Great stuff uh, from Robert. As always, you were the best, my friend. And uh, Robert has a book. Check it out. Links in the description. He hates when I do it. I'm going to do it right here when he's on the air. Uh, check out Robert's book. He's a brilliant writer, sort of in the vein of Philip K. Philip K. Dick. I uh, know that's a little flattering, but it's the <laughs> truth. It's the truth. Check it out. It's called uh, Stories from a Fractured Mind, the Robert Collection. Robert, you're the best. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. Talk to you okay, soon. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll talk to you Monday. All right. Sounds good. God bless you and the family. Have a great weekend. Thanks, bro.
Thanks, thank you, thank you. There you go. Easy as that. Easy as that. We're talking about aliens. We're talking about <laughs> all kinds of stuff, and that's that's uh, that's what we call drinking the maybe juice. We call uh, drinking the maybe juice all the rest of this stuff, including well, the time before the moon. All right, we're talking about was there a sort of uh, prehistory uh, that happened with the moon, and uh, it became it came into existence in the presence of humanity in some some capacity that's the question tonight right there are mythologies about you know uh, the moon being created through this this effect that thing the dragons in the sky this the other the one you know like you, you could track down pretty much every mythology has something about the creation of the sun the creation of the moon sometimes they're related sometimes they're not all the rest of this like it's literally the world over you can see this the world over. And so if some of these mythologies, they're describing uh, the, the moon as being, well, not there in the sky just yet. So, yeah, as we do this, we're going to keep on trucking, talking about our stuff. If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. org. Click the Discord link. Kelly, what's up, brother? Welcome to the show. If you're there, test one, two. Kelly in Colorado. Good evening. How you doing? Fantastic, man. How about you? Go right ahead, sir. Not bad. Not bad. Just listening to the show. Right on. We're we're off the rails tonight, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. It's Jennifer's. Uh, we missed half of uh, a night stalker's. His, his uh, Wi-Fi went out or something. Yeah. Poor you- guy was. Yeah, he was talking for minutes. And yours is cutting out, by the way, too. Get as close to that mic as you can, pretty please. Hello? I hear you, sort of. Try again. Hold on. Okay. All right. Hold thank on. you. No problem. No problem. All right. So, yeah, uh, uh, Jennifer's going to call back in in just a minute as well. So, uh, looks like we had Matt in California trying to jump in, but I think he realized Kelly was on, so he hopped off. So, <laughs> we got we got plenty to say tonight. So that's okay. We got time, guys. Remember, uh, it is uh, if you're if you're into it and uh, you want you got uh, you got to get on the show. We've got time for you. It's uh, it's Friday Friday night as far as Trouble Minds is concerned because we don't have a Friday show typically. So uh, it is Friday night. So we will go long if we have to. Don't worry. We've got time for you. If you're going to stay up a little late with us, uh, my honored by that i'd love to hear your thoughts uh so so stand by and uh, we'll get to you as soon as we can kelly go right ahead are you there yeah can you hear me yep loud and clear w- much much better okay yeah well I, i'm not gonna take too, too much time i just wanted to you know uh, talk about because it sounds like someone already talked about the the greek philosophers that already that were teaching about the time before the moon Yep, Aristotle, right. Democritus, and, and Anaxagoras, and Apollonius of Rhodes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Right yep. yep. Yeah, so, you know, they were teaching about that, and obviously it was about ancient times before, you know, they ran across that story as, you know, as well. But, um, again, uh, we I kind of briefly talked about this on one show, but uh, there's that uh, – David Icke interviewed this uh, – um, that uh, the uh, um, yeah, I guess he would be called a preacher or something, but like uh, uh, from Africa, right? Or like a, a witch doctor. That's what they would call him back then. But anyway, his name is Credo Mutua, and his stories. Uh, there are some ancient stories from like different tribes throughout Africa, and they talk about the same thing. 
that there was a time before the moon, and when they brought the moon here, it had a, you know created a lot of chaos on the you know on the planet, which would be earthquakes, you know, whatever volcanoes, whatnot. You know, obviously the tides or some flooding and stuff like that. But it, and, and that story, the ancient story about that one is, he said it was two twin brother, two twin brothers, and they were reptilians, and they uh, brought the moon here. And uh, when they did, like you said, you know, it caused a lot of chaos and stuff like that. And that's some of the uh, some of the reptilian uh, brothers or his the space brothers that they talk about that uh, you know that taught that their their people knowledge, you know, their tribe uh, some ancient space knowledge as well. He's got some crazy uh, if you if you get on their video, you know, there's that video on it. Credo Moutois interviewed by uh, David Icke. But yeah, man, it's it's a pretty crazy story. That's been ancient verbal ones, just like what Robert was talking about. You know, thousands of years of these stories have been passed down. But there's also in the Aboriginals, they also have some ancient stories about that before times before the moon. And obviously, uh, the old story, too, and it's actually. There's two stories. One that was talked about the creation of, you know, it's the seven tablets of creation. And that wasn't, uh, and that's Sumerian. That's, uh, that's the whole thing, you know, like the whole Bible, the creation of, you know, the, the, the universe, the earth, moon, and stars, humans, the deluge, all that stuff. And, you know, that was even, even what's, what's interesting is that is, um, between, the deci- people who are deciphering it, it's the same stories as what, uh, you know, that's why I believe a, a, a lot of on what, uh, um, like the Lost Book of Inky and stuff, that uh, Zachariah Stinchin, you know, it's the same uh, 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 stories about that. But the, what the point I was getting to was uh, the time when... Um, when when uh, it was a planet Tiamat, and they were battling with the planet uh, Nibiru, and in that story, that moon, the moon was actually Tiamat's moon. It was it, you know, that was its satellite. And then the creation of uh, the Earth was the half of the hat, the top part of Tiamat, you know. And then over time, you know, they created like uh, what you know uh, what the would say that it's uh, the the Fairmount, Fairmont, you know, the waters above and you know below, which is you know kind of like the crustal plates of the uh, of the Earth, right? Because you know there's tons of water underground as well. They say there's more than that than in the oceans and the, on the surface of the planet. But anyway, they were saying that in, in that story, you know, they you know they brought that moon, that satellite was was to become Earth satellite. And then, and the, further on down the story, it was Inky and his son, uh, Marduk. Marduk's actually even mentioned in the Bible. But in, in the story is that those two go to the moon, and they go there for a very long time, actually. And it was supposed to be like Inky is talking, you know, I guess explaining a lot of stuff to his son, Marduk, because he was very impatient. You know, he wanted his time to rule. 
but he they went to the moon for for a very long time and they were you know people were you know it was like there was a time where they just disappeared for i don't know for years and it was interesting what you know the, all the anomalies with the moon you know with you know they think that thing's got like a either a force field around it or made of something or it was hollowed out and somehow it's it, being able to you know deflect you know all these uh that's what's interesting to me is that they can deflect it deflects like whatever's going to hit it you know what i mean whether it be i don't know it could even be a, a comet but asteroids anything that hits it only goes to a certain depth you know we all heard the story that it said that they you know nasa says it rang like a bell when it was dropped you know that that part they dropped and what they wanted to nuke it at one time to see what would happen if they could even, you know, like make it a bigger hole. But some of those could be just stories, you know, we never know. But, um, yeah, that I just wanted to bring in those stories is that there was a time would be interesting. Yeah. There's other planets that don't have the moon, you know, have a moon. So, I mean, I understand that, you know, the moon creates tidals, you know, that it creates, you know, you know, the tidal waves, you know, they, you know, they say that's, uh, you know, creation of a lot of, uh, of life. But if that was the case, maybe what would it be like if the earth didn't have a moon at the time, you know, would we still have the same life, you know what I mean? Because uh, it was already here or was it, did it help advance other life? forms you know yeah i don't know I, that's that's the question here that's why we're talking about this is it is it a a, a weird uh, i don't know like like regarding all of it i I, th- I think the the most bizarre part to me clearly clearly i think there was a time on the earth where there was no moon right i think because at some point it had to be created either wh- whatever any of these hypotheses were and you're bringing up uh, zachary sitchin and the whole anunnaki story right which in their story it's a uh, it's a collision. It's it's Tiamat, right? But in the uh, the actual like uh, you know scientific terms, they they call it Thea, right? There's a different. Na- it's the same damn thing. It's a, just a different name, which is bizarre and also a little bit tantalizing because I was thinking in terms of right science is like, well, this is the thing. This is probably what happened, and here's here's the name we call it. But Sitchin and the Anunnaki story and the the old Assyri- you know Syrian tablets actually say Tiamat and there was a collision and like you said the top part of Tiamat became the earth and part of that collision became the moon itself and there's again right we got some bizarre parallels here that if you're you're thinking in terms of like the ancients and they didn't know shit about anything which is what everybody says about the ancients right now they could observe the sky and you know do some charcoal charts and shit uh, or like you say it's written in stone fools <laughs> it's written in stone but but point is right that everybody kind of craps on the ancients and part of this show is is, is uh like we always say, there's something to be learned from the ancients, and that's why we do this because they're they're they clearly were ahead in many many ways. And the thing that's really really even more tantalizing about that in particular is if they were ahead, like astronomically speaking, about uh, the, just the origin of the universe and the moon and the rest of this stuff, right? Even if they had different terms to explain it. Well, what else do they know that we're missing as you know modern science culture? 
And again, you know, not to undermine all that stuff, but the, the fact of the matter is that the, the past can teach us something. And I, I, I truly believe that. And that's why we do this. But yeah, good, good shit, man. Good shit as always, Kelly. You were the best. What else you got regarding the time before the moon? Well, I mean, it was, what's interesting to me, though, is like how you hear a lot of these. Yes, you can say that, you know, by verbal speech, you know, you know, being passed down through time. But, you know, some of these ones were like, they weren't just passed down to, orig- you know, regular people. That type of knowledge, you know, ancient stuff like that was passed down to the call, you know, their witch doctor or like someone that was holy, you know, their holy man of the thing where some of that ancient history was passed down, but it was, you know, verbal for thousands of years, you know, but with that, I would like to say that it was interesting to me to listen to that, that these people are, were, you know, there was people here on the planet. They obviously didn't see a moon, right? And that thing, you know, it's pretty prevalent in, in our skies around the whole goddamn planet. So if that was the case and they didn't have a moon and then they say, it was slowly brought here. I mean, that's pretty crazy, man. That's, I mean, for me, I, 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 to be there when that would happen, you know, what kind of cataclysm that would have fucking started. Because if you think about, <laughs> yep. if you think about the science says, right, there was multiple, there could have been multiple deluges, right? Because, the, you know, the planet, you have an ice age, you have the melting, and, yeah, you know, a shelf could have, you know, slipped, you know, the water the whole time. But at the time from, you know, the from the time when these stories from the ancient Sumerian, it's got to be around the same time where it was an, an ending of an ice age when they, from from what I gather from the, you know, the, the sounds of these stories, right? There was only partial parts of the, of the, of maybe the earth that was, you know, that was only, you know, that they could land on or even walk on, you know, most of it was just ice. And then over time, like all these shards, when they came around, you know, obviously it, it helped change the the planet. So if that's the case, then, you know, uh, it, you know, you add the moon to it, and of course it would help, you know, probably, you know, help that whatever the, you know, was on the planet at the time. So, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting uh, story, you know, because it's not just, in particular, you know, in just one area, you know, it's, it's all, that's another story that's the worldwide, you know, throughout the history, you know, there's other cultures that talk about there was no one here. That's, that's what's crazy about it. Exactly. Exactly. Amen. Amen to that. Always great shit, Kelly. Uh, anything else you got for us? No, brother. That was it. I appreciate it. Uh, good stuff as always. Uh, Kelly's our resident Anunnaki expert. He's uh, uh, very, very deep into the Lost Book of Enki and the Anunnaki and the Zechariah Sitchin uh, translations of the uh, the Assyrian tablets. Uh, good stuff, my man. Always a pleasure. Uh, tell Michelle we said hello. God bless you and the family. Have a fantastic weekend, brother. Thanks for hanging out with us. All right, man. You guys do it. You guys take it easy. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. All right. We're going to keep on doing our thing. We're talking about, uh, was there a time before the moon? And not just that, of course, clearly I think in uh, cosmology, there probably was, right? However, uh, there seems to be some uh, chatter out there, uh, even in the ancient times, uh, about particular philosophers uh, that were uh, discussing 
actual people that lived in a time where there was no moon, which kind of makes you raise an eyebrow and kind of makes you wonder, right? And it kind of makes you want to slam some maybe juice and consider WTF is really going on in the world we live in. Is there something to this? Is this a bunch of BS? Is this somewhere in between? That's why we get together and talk about this. What do you know about the time before the moon? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's go to uh, Jennifer. Jennifer wanted to call back in. Welcome back to the show. Go right ahead, my friend. Hey, sorry I'm, call- sorry I'm calling back. <laughs> no, you're good. No, you're good. Literally 100%. This is exactly why we do the third hour because it kind of, you know, no no radio breaks if, if you know, because you only have so much time because of the, those half hour break schedule things. So the whole reason is, so if you want to want to say more, call back. It's all good. That's literally what it's for. So don't, don't apologize. Uh, just blow up our brains. Go right ahead, my friend. Okay, cool. So I want to start by saying that, you know, I like researching all types of things. And some of the things I research, they aren't my personal beliefs by any means. You know, it's just stuff that kind of ties into the topics you're covering sometimes. But um, so, I mean, it's not like I hold to this idea that Saturn was the sun or was, you know, anyway. So with the theory of what the world might have been like under this kind of Saturn paradigm, in the earth before the moon was here, it's described as being that um, due to Saturn's low gravity effect on the earth, it would have created like the flora and the fauna and would have been much larger and people may have lived longer. And there might've been like Daryl had mentioned earlier, the idea of giants, but them being maybe from, you know, but being from another planet or something, but, um, yeah, maybe, maybe with the Saturn thing, you could have had those giants because they, and they would have become extinct when everything kind of changed. But um, the flora would have been more of a red hue because uh, the earth wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been earth at all. It wouldn't have been green. It wouldn't have been the earth we know today at all. It would have been like this purple hue due to like uh, the plasma sheath bouncing off the earth that we have today. And the plant life and everything would have had like a red because of the red spectrum of light. And uh, it's, it, the oceans would have been lower and you would have had land masses that are now hidden. And uh, the electrical influence uh, would have produced a lower gravity. And that would have allowed the gigantic creatures that would have existed at that time. And the time period they're talking about may have been like 110 to 230 million years ago that this would have all been going on, insinuating that people were witnessing this. And it would have ended, I think it was somewhere around like at 60,000 to 100,000 years ago. And there wouldn't have been any timekeeping at all. It was just this perpetual polar configuration with that, because we hadn't entered the Earth, Saturn and the Earth, none of that had been captured by the sun yet. Saturn and the Earth were in their own configuration. And you would have had uh, Saturn in the north, Mars kind of in the middle, and then Earth in the south. And they would have kind of just been on their own uh, spiraling orbit. When they hit that sun's heliosphere, when they hit the sun's heliosphere ever so often, they would have done it a couple of times before it actually got captured by the sun. 
But each time it would, it would cause eventually for Saturn to flare, to flare like a nova before it was completely captured by the sun. And it would have, at that point, when it went to appear more like a nova from a brown dwarf, the light would have been, um, or not the, not the light, the sheath, the, the plasma sheath would have begun to dissipate. It would have began to dissipate. And then they would have been able to see the sun as a star in the east that was moving across to the west. When this, all this cataclysmic event, people would have begun to notice the illumination of the ice rings of Saturn. So you would have Saturn still in that northern configuration with Mars there, when this happened, Venus was born out of its interactions with Saturn and Mars. It'd be born from Saturn, and it'd be like electrical, basically. And at first, before it began to become like a, what they would call like a war, it would have looked very beautiful, like a beautiful star, an eight-pointed star of Venus behind Mars in front of Saturn. So it would have looked like this, like a giant nova star, and then Mars, um, and behind that, the the eight points of Venus, and that's what it would have looked like, and it would have been always kind of there, and the rings because of the sun shining and illuminating the frozen ice of Saturn would have begun to create the perception of time because they would see that the rings and the sun shining through them would have, they would begin to tell time at that point. And um, before that, they would have had, like, where they were, no light and no darkness and no timekeeping because there's no way to do it. But now they can, and that starts to change everything. And um, at that point, too, they didn't see stars because of the plasma sheath of Saturn around the Earth. They didn't see the moon yet. And they didn't see the sun until after that um, the collision, the collision with the sun's heliosphere, and it's after that all settles down that, uh, and, and it's really interesting because they can they can tell day and night at that point, and then they also start to see Jupiter, which was a, it was one of the planets of the suns, and they t- talk about how they could also see uh, the rings around Jupiter, and it gives us the mythos about how Jupiter stole. Saturn's rings and it's like this idea of the the son killing the father and taking the rings in the story of uh, like between in, in the mythos about Jupiter and Jupiter was also considered to be Zeus and Thor and so that's very interesting but you also see the mythos come up with this two kind of tying in that at first Venus was very beautiful and revered and the Aphrodite and all that stuff but once it starts to go to war but this is settling down because Venus comes from the, the plasma and the electricity going on between Saturn interacting with the sun's heliosphere. And so it turns into something evil and you have Medusa battling with Mars and they, the face of Mars has what's like a, they call it a scar. And that's like the war God thing where it comes from. They say because it was battling with Medusa and they call it the, uh, the Valet of Marianus, Marianus, I think. And it's on the front of, Mar- it's on the face of Mars. 
And so you have that mythos, too, and you have the warrior god. And they were talking about, like, um, Saturn and the Axis Mundi during the Golden Age. Um, the Earth began to have, like, an auroral activity. And this looked kind of like a mountain lining up with the planets there that were visible. And this may have been Mount Olympus that they were talking about that they could see, the mountain of the gods. And it's really strange, too, because at this point, Antarctica would have been much warmer. And they say that they found um, Martian meteorites in Antarctica, insinuating that there was like a, a major cataclysmic event going on. And then when they do start to see this, the moon, it also shows signs <clears throat> of this electrical battle because of the, the craters. And that's why they can't tell time, or uh, not tell time, but tell how old the moon actually is due to its craters because... It's not necessarily in this theorem, but it's not from meteorites or craters. It's from a lightning. And they've done experiments in laboratories, too, uh, trying to replicate this. And it looks identical to the pattern on the face of the moon. So the moon was either it was created out of this catechism and then or it was already there, invisible. And so they began to see the moon around 60 to 100,000 years ago. But before that, they were seeing just this continual thing um, constantly going on. And I just think it's, it is really interesting. And, and even the record keeping, like all the stuff that they talk about with the, uh, the mystery schools, what we talk about today when we think about the ancient mystery schools, they were really just, oh, well, sorry, what were you going to say? No, you're good. Go ahead. Continue. I, how, how dare me interrupt? Brilliance. Go right ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, for no. real. That's okay. No, That's okay. Honestly, just, just go. Uh, all you. This is, this is amazing. I'm, I'm just listening and taking notes. I was just going to say that, um, you know, the mystery schools and everything, that they may have actually just been the, the ancient record keepers of all this information. And the way that the Morning Star and Lucifer and all that story, too, being talked about, about how Venus turns from being this beautiful thing that they saw to becoming something that was terrifying that was occurring between, because the battle between Venus and Mars at that point, trying to find their orbit. Yeah, I love it. And excuse me one sec. Frog in the throat, <laughs> less good for radio, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I love like so clearly, right? And and I think literally, no matter who you ask, like confirmed one hundred percent. A long last time ago, things were different, right? Not, and not just like in terms of the way the Earth is, but cosmologically, right? And so clearly, there was like the whole evolution of the solar system and all the rest of this. It, it wasn't just chilling for like exactly like it is now forever, right? There was a, a whole mess that caused all of this. And so considering that these things are all possible, to me is easy, right? It's like, okay, surely a bunch of shit happened and it was ugly. But the crazy part to me right. is where people around to see it, to chronicle it, to yeah, pass it yeah. down word of mouth. That's the, the wild I, part, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think they were. If you look at the petroglyphs and the etchings and the rocks, most ancient art that we have, they may be depicting what's called a pinch effect that occurs with a plasma that they, when they do studies of plasma. And it looks 
like um like the squatting man where he's got he's squatting down and has the arms aloft and it's what they may have been seeing when they were having this when this plasma battle this interaction was going on and it's etched into it's some of those ancient art we have on the earth so someone was seeing that uh, maybe i mean perhaps like 110 to to 230 million years ago during the Mesolithic period that we think nobody was existing, but they must've, maybe they were long lived humans or maybe they were giants. Maybe we don't know. And maybe the Egyptians too were depicting a lot of this artwork and were seeing and still some of it during the golden age. And um, maybe they didn't, maybe the beginners of, of Egypt we're living in a time without a moon as well, or not with, not without a moon, but the memory of it. And then we're beginning to transfer their whole mythos over to this new paradigm of the, the silver age and going into to all of that. I think so. Yeah. I think people were witnessing it, which is just, it's beyond belief. And that uh, it makes sense that maybe some people that the giants would go extinct and that all these, this flora and fauna and everything that would have been enormous and the pe- and maybe even giants would have gone extinct because the, they couldn't exist. They couldn't survive the rise in gravity and all of that. But then you have the great deluge as well because of the, the rings of Saturn as it's being pushed as we were really being captured by all, all the planets and ourselves included being captured by the sun. It would have put us through one of the rings of Saturn and caused the great deluge. There would have been a pre-deluge to that because there was like a giant water bubble at the, the, where the polar configuration was happening with Saturn, where it was constantly holding there um, in our space side. Yeah, and, and the crazy Maybe. thing is too, back, back to the whole thing, like that biblical flood is like, what, 12,000, 13,000 years ago, they say, right? But then, like I keep saying, there are, it's not the only freaking flood that ever happened on this damn planet. I mean, you know, come on. And so if we're talking about that, uh, uh, the, the human race is, is a, we have amnesia collectively forever, right? Because, because these cycles come and go and just wash away these ideas, still people persist. Even in some cases, they've said that, uh, the human race was survived by a thousand members at any one time on the planet. Like we barely made it through one of these, these, whatever, whatever the hell it was, these extinction events or whatever the hell, whatever this stuff is. And you know, to me, that's the fascinating part. These longer count calendars, these huge cycles that, and you're talking in terms of millions of years here. Like we're talking what, like, like, 10 million years, 100 million? I don't even know, right? Like, the the numbers become wild. But I don't know. I, it's It makes sense to me that uh, we start over a lot. I, I think that makes sense. And unfortunately, I think in current times, I think that we may be, uh, we may be starting starting over now. I don't know. I don't know. In terms of, uh, in terms of well, what what is next? I don't, I don't know either. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, I mean, um, I think it, if they go back to 60,000 BC, that's like three, it's like 300 something thousand years ago that they would have been like, Oh, the moon, <laughs> you know, like finally be able to see it because of the weakening of Saturn's, uh, the plasma shield 
thing so they can finally see all everything. And it's kind of weird when you tie the biblical thing into it because the star in the east, it's, was it a star or was it this? I don't know. But yeah, I, I, and every time if the earth would run and if the earth and Saturn were coming in contact with the sun's heliosphere, it would cause flooding and volcanoes and earthquakes. But the, when it finally was absorbed into the sun's becoming part of the sun's, you know, getting captured by it, basically, at that point was the, and it hit Saturn's rings. That's when you have just the, the great deluge that covers Mu and Atlantis. Maybe the Egyptians were Atlanteans. I don't know. And that's why they had that story. Not that story, but have some of the stories and try to describe or tell people still. And why a lot of the mystery schools and everything are so, it's not mystery schools. They were trying to do record keeping and tell people about the, the history that they had seen, what they'd seen transpire and how things had changed so dramatically. To, I mean, if you're looking at the Earth at that time, it didn't even look like the Earth. It looked like a completely different planet. It'd be red and purple. Nothing like today. Nothing like today until the sun took the center stage. Definitely. Way over my head. Way over my head. Uh, back to the Garden of Eden and all the rest of it. Mine too. Mine too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't right. know. It's just cool how it lines up because, like, it's just stuff that you're kind of checking about. You know, I remember reading about this just a couple of years back and just being like, whoa, that's crazy. And then it ties into this, though, because you're like, oh, yeah, the, that ties into just the world before the moon. Possibly. One of them. One of the ways it could be. Because like I said, I mean... Who knows? I'm just you know, it's just inform- it's just interesting stuff. And it's not something that I subscribe you know, subscribe to in any way. It's just interesting. But um Yeah, good stuff. I, I appreciate uh you, you knowing a ton more than me about all this as always. <laughs> and uh I, I was like, Oh shit, hopefully we can uh, we can get some, some love tonight because <laughs> I'm gonna fail here if we don't. <laughs> so thank you for no, bailing, not, bailing me all. out time and again. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Um, uh, so, so, uh, yeah. as you know, we're, we're, uh, kind of nearing the end. So, so I don't know, uh, drinking some maybe juice. What do you think? Maybe or nah? I don't Well, It seems like it, if you, if we, if, if uh, this way, this way with it, with it being like this Saturn thing, I don't know. Maybe it's really interesting how all the mythos can tie into it, but maybe there's, there's other ways it could be. If there was a world before that didn't have a moon, maybe there had to be some way that it would work, I guess. But um, no, I'll hop off here in case somebody. I don't. I don't know what time it is. I didn't check, but it's all good. I'm sorry. No, you're <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Ooh, that yeah. literally, literally, one hundred percent. That's what the third hour is for. Just, to, just, to, just to kind of elaborate on some of these ideas and and get get them out. You know, sometimes, sometimes you got to get it out. You got to talk about it. And again, right, just, just so everybody knows, uh, Jennifer here clearly is amazing. But I, I want to before she goes, I want to say this. Like she said, she's like, I don't necessarily believe this stuff, but let's talk about it, right? And that's really what this show is. Aristotle, by the way, said this, and this is a paraphrase because this is not exactly what he said, but this is, this is, this is the paraphrase everybody cites. 
It is a mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. And that's what we're doing tonight. That's what we do every night. It's not about, trust me, this is not the truth. I'm not trying to sing the truth and create a religion and none, none of this shit. It's not going down like that. And neither is Jennifer. She's, she's in the same pocket of that maybe drinking the maybe juice. And let's consider maybe this was possible. So uh, amazing stuff as always, Jennifer. You are the best of blowing up brains on the daily Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Thanks for explaining all this, and uh, thanks for being you. Thank you for doing this stuff, Mike. You got really, it. I really enjoy it. You got have it. a great night. Thanks a lot. Pleasure's mine. You, you as well. Talk to you soon. There we go. And uh, Jennifer has a YouTube channel. Check it out, uh, Blowing Up Brains on the Daily. Link in the description. Go uh, follow her YouTube channel. And again, that's the point. I want to make sure that like you guys understand. Everybody knows, most people know, that when we're talking about these things, it's... It's food for thought. It's one of those things where, okay, well, if the way we do this is let's just sort of blow up the entire like current paradigm of human thought and let's see if there's more, right? And again, one more time, Aristotle, paraphrased, said exactly this. It is a mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain the thought without accepting it. And that's what this is. That's what this has always been. That's what this will always be. It's, uh, it's, it's special in the sense that you don't get this type of conversation everywhere. Even if, it's, even if it's a bunch of bullshit, right? That's okay. Because this is not the truth show. I don't advertise this like this is the truth show. I tell you constantly I'm wrong because I am. And I don't know everything because it's impossible to know everything. But it does make for fascinating conversation. And uh, some of these things, right? Even if you're like, eh, get out of here. Well, have you ever heard of a time before the moon? Well, if you haven't, uh, Aristotle was writing about it. So in the end, how smart are you, right? Okay, not as smart as you thought. So just saying, just saying in the end, right? I don't know. I don't have these answers. Clearly, I always say, and it's the truth. If I had the answers, it'd be a very short show. We just start the show. I'd read the answers. I'd bang my fist and emphasize they were the truth. And then it would be over. And that would be that. And I wouldn't take any calls because nobody could call in and say, you're full of shit, Mike, or come on now, this isn't. No, it's called transparency. It's called being unafraid. It's called having a conversation and considering possibilities that you may not have considered before. That's all. That's all this is. This is not, this is not the truth show. And uh, that's what we do. Not, not, the, not the answer show, it's the question show. And uh, I don't even believe truth exists anymore, to be perfectly honest. I think that uh, truth is becoming more an individual thing and less of a uh, consensus thing. Because, uh, not just because of propaganda, but because how they've propagandized science. And because uh, even though right, the scientific method is what it is, uh, we're told it's not. We're told that if you don't trust the science, you're a bastard. You're a... A, uh, all the rest of this stuff. So anyway, just, you know, get me on a tangent and that's it. And uh, there we go. There we go. All right. So uh, basically, that's the way this is. I can, I can step over the line as much as I damn well please, sir. All right. So uh, as we finish, uh, you, we do this Monday through Thursday. And we do it uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. And we just consider all the things. I just drink some maybe juice. And again, like, basically, this is a victory for me. If you've never heard of this theory, you never heard of this concept, that's good. Like, think about it, right? Is it, uh, is it possible? I don't know. I don't know if it, there were actually people around before the moon existed. That seems a long freaking time ago to me. And uh, I'm not, uh, my brain isn't uh, large enough to even really con- consider that time frame. But well, there's some people, very smart people, a very long time ago that are telling stories about this. So that's that, that's it. And that's what's going on. So if you want to be part of the show, you have to wait. 
because we're done and uh, about to get out of here. Daryl, you've been waiting for a very long time. Thanks for hanging out with us. You got anything to say before we finish this up? Daryl in New York, if you're there. If you're not, that's okay. Uh, great conversation. I love this talk. I love what we've discussed. Um, I think uh, we don't know so much. There's so much we don't know. And um, I still feel like we don't know enough about the moon. There's something so odd about it. And how do other moons, like the other moons are also somewhat like have holes in them or have the hollowness to them that might be housing of a city or, you know, who knows, you know, that there's some sort of lava flowing through, um, through the moon that made these, um, may, maybe make it hollow or, you know, suitable for, for travel or for people to travel through it. Who knows what's inside of it? Who knows if it was brought here? Or, you know, we're talking about it if it didn't happen through nature. You know, assuming. Because there's something unnatural about it, let's face it. And just the history. I just think there's something to be said. And everybody that brought something tonight has alluded to that. feel, you know, that there's something too mysterious about it. That it's almost like we set our watch to it. It's like a nature watch, you know. We have a 28-day cycle. We have a 24-hour day that it totally does a rotation 24 hours with the sun and us. Like, how, how perfect is that? It's just that sacred geometry, you know, or algebra, or mathematics. <laughs> mathematics. And, 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 and great point as we finish this up. So it, it, it kind of comes down to, right, are you uh, very much like signs? I, I, I cite this from time to time, M. Night Shyamalan, right? That movie was about aliens, but it was not. It was more about people. But uh, Mel Gibson, you know, and again, say what you want. He's, he's a dick or whatever. But it was a great movie. And it, it, his character in the movie said uh, that, uh, you know, what kind of person are you? Are you the type of person that uh, believes everything is just a random coincidence? That we are lucky mud derived from, well, whatever it is, the primordial soup for however the hell long ago? Or are you somebody who believes in everything happens for a reason? You think there's a there's a pattern to this? And even by the way, by the way, even in in that term, Einstein said again, go ahead and say he wasn't an educated mind. Said that uh, uh, that uh, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. And again, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not pressing and saying God this God that believe this religion this religion that. Just saying, one of the great world's greatest scientists in the modern times made that statement and so i'm just saying right i'm just saying you don't know you don't know like uh, it, it is easy to stick to one dogma or the other or say trust the science or not or this that or the other thing and well uh, it is it's because we live in a post-truth world and i think that uh, uh objectivity is becoming a more of a slippery fish than ever and that's what's going on that's why we talk about these things that's why we uh, consider all the possibilities and uh thanks daryl you're the best you're the best thanks for hanging out with us tonight Thank you. How smart we all are. How smart they must have been to do this, you know? The intelligence of the universe is boggling. And I was thinking about that other universe, the perfect universe. I wonder if they have taxes in, like, the multiverse. Going back to last night's show. Did you just say taxes? <laughs> or the other universe would have, like, you know, you and another <laughs> universe would have no taxes. Like the polar oh my opposite God. of you. You you just no? you, ju- you just opened up a whole new dream world for me a, a world <laughs> a world without taxes. Night and day, no taxes. It would just be the opposite of you. A Mike Strange out there lives somewhere in a world without taxes. 
I'm so exactly. jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> Daryl, you're hilarious. All right. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, Daryl, everybody else out there listening, uh, just uh, again, like I said, uh, you guys know what to do if you want to help the show. Um, spread the word. Uh, say there's a, there's a fun conversation going on that, you know, uh, takes itself only halfway seriously because that's really what this is all about. It is the mark of an educated mind to consider a thought without accepting it. And that's what we're doing tonight. That's what we do every night. It's just uh, why why do people believe in aliens? Why is this a thing? Why where do the mythologies come from? Again, there's some and there's the more you dig in, the more you look into these things closer and closer. The more sometimes, not always, but sometimes there's a, there's a weird something to it, right? Something to it. Not all of it being correct, right? I'm not going to take a you know for instance. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but take an individual that uh, is peddling bullshit all the time and say that that's the truth. Well, why do people believe that is more of the discussion to me. So anyway, uh, that's what's going on. That's what we're going to do is we're going to keep on trucking, talking about this stuff. And I uh, hope you'll be a part of it. Uh, thank you again. Spread the word if you like this. If you don't, well, uh, sorry, there's still like 10 billion other things out there for you, to be perfectly honest. So uh, I'm not trying to please everybody because if I was, I would be, I don't know, Don Lemon or... Uh, Tucker Carlson and I'm neither because fuck both of those guys to be perfectly honest and that's just the way I think sorry <laughs> sorry that's just the way it is uh, notice they don't take uh, live phone calls on their show because they, it's breathless propaganda from beginning to end and if you called in to interrupt them uh, well you're cutting into valuable propaganda time but instead uh, I do the opposite I listen to you and uh, that's what we do so there we go. If you, if you like the show, spread the word. Uh, you can uh, support us on Patreon. We've got a actual uh, Rockfin. We're doing that. We've got uh, uh, Twitch. We're doing that. You can uh, sub up to all of those channels. And of course, if you don't, if, if you like the show, but not enough to spend a few bucks, that's fine. It's not required whatsoever in any capacity whatsoever. Uh, you could help us by listening to old shows on the podcast feed. And again, you'll see, right? Uh, I've got Honestly, 200, let's see, hold on, I'll tell you, 290 shows uh, or something, right, up on, uh, up on the podcast, 290, right? Like, if, if, you, if you can't get enough of Troubled Minds, holy shit, there's, there's, there's probably enough to, I don't know, I don't know, put you, put you into a maybe juice coma, and I mean that in the nicest way. Uh, it's out there. It's, it's ready to go. Listen to us on the podcast feed if you want to help and don't want to spend some scratch. And uh, there's ads baked in, and every time you listen, there's a few cents coming my way, and I appreciate that very much. So um, let's do it. Let's get the F out of here. Let's do it. I'm going to smash some exit music for a film, if you guys are Radiohead fans. Not actually that, but we'll smash this. No J tonight, so we'll do the J-Tro without him. We'll do the J-Tro without him. How about this? How about a little Margaret Mead for our good friend, Daryl in New York? You quote Margaret Mead better than me. All so right. I don't have any name. I got it. I got it. Here we go. This is the way it goes. This, is, this one's for Daryl. All right. If you love the show, spread the word. You know what to do. Patreon, Rockfin, Twitch. If you don't want to spend money, podcast feed easy peasy join the discord come meet all the nice people that are a part of this it's not just me it's us like i always say i me, you're you together we're us that aristotle quote too is amazing look this is not the truth i'm not here trying to fucking tell you that i'm telling you the truth i'm saying let's consider all the possibilities that's all it's a simple thing uh all the rest of those propagandist assholes are trying to tell you the truth and let me tell you what for a fucking fact they're wrong that's the truth I can tell you. Those propagandist assholes are wrong. And there you go. That's as passionate as I'll get tonight. And 
Here we go. There we go. From Margaret Mead, as we do the outro, this is for our good friend Daryl in New York. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And as we finish, thank you for listening. Be sure, be strong, be true. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details